here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. A lot to get through today on The Late Trade for MEGT. He had been unofficially the front runner for some time and now officially so. Brad Scott agreeing to be interviewed for the Essendon coaching job, beautifully placing him for that title. Joel Selwood has retired. More developments in the Hawthorne racism story. We've got to get through all of that and plenty more today on The Late Trade for MEGT with Stephen Silvani and David Noble. Good morning and good afternoon, actually, boys. Damo. Good. We're going to get you also, Dave, to uh, have a look at the... uh, Collingwood Football Club as part of your Nobles Nouse series, also known as uh, Noble Nose, David's Dissection, the Noble Elements, Nobility, but whatever it is, we're going to get you a look at that. Also, too, a lot of requests coming from uh, primarily St Kilda supporters and, and general footy supporters just to tell us what you can at some stage of the next two hours over your role in the review of the St Kilda Footy Club. There's obviously going to be some confidentiality attached there. Our listeners will understand that, but at the same time, um, we do have a, a lot of requests in to get you to just take us through what it is you can tell us, and we'll do that at some stage of the next two hours. But I think we've got to start with Joel Selwood today, guys, don't we, given that we, uh, I think, knew uh, the way he spoke and his teammates spoke about him after the securing of the 2022 Premiership on, on Saturday. He was never, ever going to make it about himself on that day or the next day or even the next two days. But but he did today, when I say make it about himself, he did today confirm that he had played his last game of footy. 355 games in total, four premierships, a, a Brownlow medal runner-up, one of those premierships being uh, the one on Saturday where he was captain of it. It's hard to find a, a person who has had more impact in the game in the time he has had in the system, which started, as we know, Sauce, in 2006 when he was drafted in the top 10. Yeah, right. Well, just the way he just finished off on the weekend, um, he just ticked every box in terms of the way he conducted himself, the way he spoke about his team, um, the, the Sydney Football Club, um, the way he handled himself before the game, after the game. Um, look, he just uh, he ticked every box. He did everything right, and um, you know he he's laid a, a legacy at that football club, which is going to be hard to fulfil. Someone coming um, after him, but super player. He played three hundred and fifty odd games, and you know you just knew when he did play those games, he was going to leave nothing out on that ground. You know, mm. and, and and that's the way he played. I'd love to know how many blood rules he's had along the yeah. way because uh, he always <laughs> seemed to come off with a blood rule or, or stitches. Or, But, um, look, super player. And um, <clears throat> I think he'll be a sought-after commodity for um, 18 football clubs re- really out there that may want – if he wants to go down the coaching um, side of things, uh, I think every club would be putting their hands up in and hoping that they could get Joel Selwood. Absolutely for their club. every club would. David, you, you came across him, obviously, um, in your time at, at – at at many football clubs um, in the last phase of, of your life in, in, in the senior AFL world as a, as a coach playing against him. Um, again, describe what you saw initially as an administrator, then as a coach. Yeah, well, even as a coach, you know, in the last, um, in the last two years particularly, we were always had him on the radar. 
I'm not sure your microphone is on there. I'm not hearing you through the cans, and I think we just get some attention there. But as as we do, sauce um, the, the legacy piece. I look. I, I obviously covered the game um, on, on Saturday and, and, and spoke, and, and you couldn't have a conversation with any of the players, um, assistants, coaches, officials, w- without his name just coming into conversation. It wasn't a question that was asked. They just wanted to talk about him, and clearly. I think even those who weren't maybe brought into the, his inner tent and, 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 and knowledgeable pre-match that he was going to retire knew that he was. And, and, and it was a very special moment that they all got to share. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, you know, you, you just saw um, through some of his acts on, on the day, but also the emotion he, he, he shared with his teammates and with the supporters. And, um, you know, I think the writing was on the wall that he was actually – that uh, he that was going to be his last game, and, and what a way to finish off a career! Yeah. Like he just, as I said, ticked every box. He did, uh, David. He got so he played in the six grand finals uh, in his first one. Strangely enough, the the historical um, drought breaking one for the for the Cats in two thousand and seven, breaking mm. the the long drought of premierships, um, not one. Uh, he wasn't among the best players, but in 2008, in that losing team, he was he was listed high, second yep. best player for Geelong. In 2009, amongst the best players. 2011, amongst the best players. Even 2020, the one they lost to, to Richmond yep. at the Gabba, amongst the very best players for Geelong. And as we saw on the weekend, he got official votes in the yeah. Norm Smith medal. I mean, five of the six games in, in grand finals that he played, of the 355 in total, he was amongst the best right to the very end. It's an extraordinary career line just looking at that alone. It is. The the champions of any sport are good when they're good. They don't wait for anyone and they turn up and they just – like always remember Leighton Hewitt being number one yeah. player when he was 18, 18. 19. Yeah. And they're good right off the get-go. Um, and and, and won titles at 15 and 16, didn't he? Correct. So, yeah. um, and look, on, champions used a lot – I mean, there's probably an argument to put him straight in the Hall of Fame, to be honest. Um, he's that much of a, a great player. But the three things for me, the length of time that he's been able to play, mm. the level that he's been able to play, and the, the influence that he has as a leader. Not yep. on and off the field. I mean, we've all seen how he leads that, that club on a number of times. But off the field, there's lots of anecdotal evidence about mm. what he's done to actually you know, move that that whole cultural piece in that club forward. Yeah. So good on him. Congratulations. And, and it's amazing, isn't it? He becomes the, in a row, the third Geelong captain to, to play his last game holding up the Premiership Cup. Cameron yeah. Ling did it prior to him in 2011. And, and as we know, prior to Cameron Ling, you had Tom Harley doing it in 2007 and then 2009 and then stopping. So, I mean, the legacy piece that he has um, played, he's inherited it from yeah. amazing people. And I spoke to, yeah, as I said before, quite a few people in the rooms after the game. I just want to bring you, um, both to you, and, get, and to get your views on it. Um, the legacy of Joel Salwood through the eyes of, of a man who knows this football club better than anyone else, Colin Carter, former AFL commissioner, long-time Geelong Football Club president, Soss, who who also is is obs- as obsessed with this club's history that he wants even to have recognised the, the premierships they won before the VFL was formed in 1897. And I, I raise that. No one knows the Geelong Footy Club better than Colin Carter. And, and then when he then has this to say about the impact that Joel has had on that club's history, I think we do need to listen. So this was post-match. This was before they sung the, the, the theme song in the rooms because they were waiting for Tyson Stengel's drug uh, test to be uh, resolved. And uh, I did have a quick chat with Colin, and uh, he had this to say about Joel. 
He is the most amazing. Do you know the thing about him? He knows a good football. He's got amazing empathy yeah. and tuned in. Like um, Up in the hub last year, I watched the amount of time he spent with the marginal guys in the team. And so all this stuff about how he reaches out. That's a Queensland hub. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All this stuff about how he reaches out, it's not just myth. No. It's real. I mean, I had a, a bad illness diagnosed late last year, and about every month, I'm right now, but every month I just get a text from him saying, how are you really? travelling? Yeah. You don't have to do that. Yeah. So, Has he played his last game, did he? I hope not, but um, yeah. Yeah. if he does decide what he If he do. has played it, his last game, but where, where, do you, where do you put him in the, in the history of this club? And no one knows the history yeah. better than you do. Yeah, I think, I think you'd have to say, I mean, you can... I think they've been great players, yeah. um, and he's up there, but not necessarily ahead of them. But in terms of an impact on the club, yeah. a total package, he's, he's number one by Really? By number street, one in yeah. the history of the club? Because most of the other great footballers you know, do their craft and they're fantastic, yeah. but the way he's had an impact on the place and being a great footballer... Yeah. And, and given you know the history of this club back into the, as you yeah. as you tried to make the case, the, the out, out of premierships, no one knows it better than you. So for you to say that, yeah. who, who, would, who would be in the, in the conversation for that? Uh, well, obviously, Polly yeah. has a special... Yeah. It, it's hard to compare across eras, but I'd say that all the stuff that's off the field yeah. and the relationships, which are so important, yeah. he's had an enormous impact yeah. on it. Joel's personifies the values that we mm. wanted. So I, I think his importance can't be understated. Yeah, so to have him in that conversation now, for, for, from Colin Carter's perspective with, with Polly Farmer, it, it's all it needs to be said about him, doesn't it? Because it, I mean, I've had many conversations with Sam Newman and, and I know you two uh, know the history of the Geelong Footy Club well enough too, that, that when you mention Polly, there's a reverence to it. And I know Joel has been talked about in that vein for some time, but to, yeah, to have Colin Carter put him in there officially and, and even to have him ahead of Polly Farmer, it just goes to show that, uh, yeah, what he has actually done is, has been as profound as any person at any football club in the VFL slash AFL. A special person. I don't think – I think you've got to broaden the, the view of him as just as a footballer. I think, you know, we're all seeing the, um, you know, the story of him ringing um, uh, the, the night before or the, the – um, the function where they have the little league, not the little league guys, the um, the function. What's the the Naboz the Naboz kicker? And he rang and apologised for not going to this year's function. Oh, spoke he? to last year's winner yeah. and said to her, "Look, I'm really sorry. I can't remember a name." But like the the empathy, so yeah. just a great person. Yeah, and and, and getting Sam Morford onto the ground yeah. after the game, and and what someone we didn't see in the in the maelstrom of the the Geelong team celebrating on the siren. He he, he went and made his way over to Tom Harley and, and other Sydney Swans people. Yeah. Now we had the connection with Tom, but. He was thinking of Tom and, and other Swans people before he wanted to think about himself and his own teammates. That, that's, that sums him up too, doesn't it? And, yeah. and, and how he's carried himself since and, and how he waited till the Wednesday. I mean, he could have made this announcement. He could have hinted at it on Saturday night. He could have hinted at it on Sunday. He could have hinted at it at the Mad Monday drinks, but he, he didn't want to. He just wanted to let everyone to, to get their right due and, and celebrate it. And then he does it that way. So he's got to be sought after, Sauce. And, and you, you touched on this a few moments ago. And how he, how he chooses what he does next. I mean, he's got the... The world at his feet when it comes to, to being wanted and, and absolutely – it's going to be hard for him to, to detach from the Geelong footy club, isn't it? It's all he's known and it's all he's ever wanted to do yeah. and be. But, I mean, he's, he's now and, he, and his footy intellect and his, and his um, ability to dr- bring people with him on a journey, it's untapped and people will want to yeah. draw on it. Yeah, and look, obviously he's going to have a lot of suitors if he wants to go down that path and we don't know whether he does or he doesn't. Um, it'd be interesting to know whether Joel 
when Joel made the decision that this was going to be his last Six season. weeks ago, he said. He, he said that today at his own um, press conference to announce his retirement. And and he and again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, but it was along the lines of, yeah, I decided six weeks before the season finished, that was it. And and, and I wasn't going to change was my before mind. before the home and, home and away? Before the home and away finished, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you just don't know. Something could have been put in place between now and then that we don't know about. So mm. that, 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 that could be a reality. Um, but so whether he wants to go down the coaching role, administration role, um, and even the AFL in itself would look at someone like Joel Selwood and say, well, listen, we've got a role for him. And, and Dave, I, I look at something like, you know, the, the, the possible new club down in Tasmania. Yeah. For him to be the mm. face of that. Yes. Um, to know that he may be backing that, um, to be able to attract players, setting up values, cultures, Mm. Yeah, yeah, he'd be so good at, at something like that. Mm. That could be a possible role. It's a great for suggestion. Him. Yeah. yeah, credibility's huge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and, and and no one, no one's got more than 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 Joel when it comes to credibility and how he's carried himself. He's going to find it hard though, isn't he, to to get the the stimulation to, of yeah. the contest? I mean, he, you saw. I mean, even when the game was won and he was sitting on the bench, and he again referred to this today too at his press conference that there was fifteen minute mark of the the last quarter, and he was sitting next to Sam De Koning, and and the, on the other side of him was was uh, Mark Blitzarves, and, and it was De Koning, the 21-year-old, who said, don't do not do it. Like, don't, don't end it now. Um, but then he, he was then trying to garner and galvanise these two guys to go back out and finish the last 15 minutes off as they would have the first 15. And that takes a rare beast to, to need to do that, just, just to be true to yourself, doesn't it, at that late stage? Not just of that game, which had already been secured, but your entire career. I mean, what, was, what gain was there for him to go and make a, another hardball get at that stage? No, it's just his innate built-in mentality that that's that's how, that's it, how it is. About it, yeah. yeah. Um, to to go along with what Sauce has asked about how many times he's been subbed or come off with a blood rule, I'd like to know how many times he's refused to have a concussion test. Yeah, I know. We shouldn't <laughs> laugh about that though. Now, should we? But no, I know exactly what you're saying. Like that, no, that's no, his you... mentality. So, yeah. slight, let me go. I'll yeah. Let me keep going. Yeah. That's his thirst of wanting to lead. Yeah. That's his innate yeah. going. No, I'll. You're going to have to carry me off. And, and even when that conversation on concussion moved into the, the very serious zone, which it probably needed to arguably before it did in AFL, he, he was very conscious of being almost the face of yeah. what the problem was and the cut faces and whatnot. And then, and again, he somehow changed his way enough to not be yeah. as banged up after that. So, And it took some doing because he only knew one way. But yeah, he had a lot of head hits early on and, and, and not as many late. So he, he even learned and adapted his own yep. game, didn't he, to, to not, not be placed in those situations as well. So, look, we'll, we'll continue to talk about Joel Seller through the course of our time together on the late trade today. I'm sure we'll get a few calls along the way about him, but there is a a, a jam-packed day of, of news and, and news updates that we need to, to bring everyone. So we'll take a break now. On the other side of it, we'll uh, we'll delve into the, the Brad Scott situation at Essendon. We have been discussing for a few days now that it was most likely that he would agree to a, an interview. He now has agreed to an interview. It will happen tomorrow with Essendon. And, and what that means for the other leading candidates and, and, and how you both see that unfolding. And clearly, as we have discussed a few times already this week, the uh, the situation at the Hawthorne Footy Club and the investigation into the the racism allegations of uh, of the past twenty years at that football club also have uh, more developments which we need to, to thrash out. Uh, David Noble will be taking our listeners through uh, what he can anyway in terms of the uh, the St Kilda Football Club review of which he was a key part and. And Soss, uh, we mentioned the, the Richmond situation uh, on both the previous two days on the late trade and, and what it meant for certain Richmond midfielders who were going to potentially have to change roles at the very least or even make way for Tim Taranto and Jacob Hopper. 
you, you identified Jack Graham as being one of those players uh, a couple of days ago. There has been a movement in that space, and while he's contracted, uh, we'll have a chat to uh, a chat to you about what that could look like in, in coming years for Jack Graham re- potentially returning back to Adelaide. So a heap more to get through. We'll just we won't uh, ask for your calls just at the moment. We do need to wade through some more news on the other side of this break for the late trade for MEGT. Build your best workforce with MEGT. .com.au and Chemist Warehouse. INC Sports Nutrition, powering tomorrow, today. Available from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Continent. 18th of October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Yeah, it's been interesting. Um, yeah, Tyler and I had our exit meetings sort of straight after each other um, and didn't know sort of how each other's went. So it was a bit, um, yeah, unsettling after talking to each other, but... We've been pretty positive. Um, managers been good, just yeah, working through a few things. Hopefully, it all works out. But yeah, it's it's been a weird weird time. That's the voice of Callum Brown after being told by Collingwood that uh, his time was up. His reference there was to his brother Tyler as, as well, who has told been told the same thing. That's the Beaumont's news update for this hour. Dave, you surprised they're, they're both. Browns are, are off the, the Collingwood list? Yeah, I am, Damo. I think they've both got capacity to play. Just slightly different roles. Um, having watched my young fella there and seen them a mm. few times over the, the last sort of three years, I've thought... And John was close to one of them in particular, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, close, like, well, close to both, both in the yeah. end. But yeah, they're, they're a pretty tight-knit group that there's a group of them travelling away together. And um, yeah, look, I hope they get another opportunity because I think they've both got skills that could mm. add to a list somewhere. What do you make of it, Sauce? Because I thought Callum was tracking really nicely back in 2019. And and, and, and Tyler showed enough, I thought, early days of, of the following season, but they neither have been able to get a look in since. Yeah. The, look, uh, under two coaches. Yeah, well, sometimes, um, you know, players come in and a new coach comes in and um, you can just get pushed back in the pecking order by one or two. And, you know, you, you have a look at what the Pies have done, um, you know, uh, with Ginevan and, and even Bianco, um, even Josh Dacos, who, who's yep. taken that next step. So all of a sudden you just get pushed back one or two spots and, um, you know, it's a, it's a brutal game, AFL footy. Um, I certainly think both those boys, the Brown boys, are, are good enough to be on AFL lists. Whether they get that opportunity again, I don't know. Um, but that's what can happen. Mm. You know, you get a new coach in and they've got a certain game plan and they obviously see something in another play compared to yourself. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of pill to swallow, but, um, you know, knowing the Brown background, yeah. I reckon those two boys will have a bit of fight in them. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a lot to play out, and they're not going to require a, a big draft pick number, are they, from anyone who wants them? So it'll be a, a late draft pick or even a, even a preseason or, or a, a rookie situation. But I'd, I'd be surprised if, if they're both not, not somewhere. playing somewhere next yeah. year AFL style um, on, on a rookie list at, at the very least. It's, di- uh, it's difficult at times because sometimes you have to make changes to your list and it's players that are out of contract. You might not yes. necessarily want them 
to go and you still feel like there is some room to grow. But The rules are you still need to make three, three minimum, changes, is that right? Yeah. yeah. yeah and and so that hasn't changed? No. That's still three. So, so, yeah, you're right about the And then, look, that's what it may be. And Although the, the way he was talking, there was an indication that we'd redraft. And often that is the case, isn't yep. it, with those situations? Look, we have to take him off, but we will, by all reports, take you back. And, yep. and, and he didn't sound like he'd been told that. So. No. I think they've uh, they've moved on, and look, that that's not not a bad thing either. If if they've made their decision internally, and they clearly have, given they haven't played much of him in the past couple of years, well, time for a fresh start, um, as it may be for Brad Scott, who uh, we'd been talking about for a couple of days, um, saying that if he if he wanted to pick up the phone or answer the phone call from Essendon, then he was going to probably go from. Uh, a candidate to being the leading one, and, and that now is the case. He, he does fit the bill that David Burham, the new president, identified publicly on the same day that he sacked Ben Rutten, the Sunday after the Round 23 match, uh, where they did make that decision on their, their coach, uh, Ben Rutten. He, he wanted an experienced coach. So Dave, uh, Brad Scott is that person, having taken North Melbourne through 11 seasons of footy before being sacked in, in 2019. There were the pre, uh, prelim finals of 2014 and, and 15 and, and other finals appearances either side of that. Do you, do you see it that way too, David? Just, just outside looking in, do, yep. do you see him now, now that he's taken the call, now that he wants to be interviewed? I mean, he's got to get through the interview and, and the process, but he's smart enough to do that. I mean, he's, he's managed the football department of the AFL this year. He, he will get through the process, I would have thought. He would have learnt more skills. He would have reflected on his time. I spoke to him when I first came into the gig at North and, you know, we spoke about some of his reflections, you know, on his time there. So he'd already was in that space. But I think when you, you step away, you learn, he would have learned a different set of management skills now mm. that will benefit. I felt some of my management skills, well, I thought I did, um, help me in, in that space at times. So he, he would have only have added, I think, to his skill set. And his record speaks for itself, itself you know, 11 years. So yep. he clearly knows what he's doing. Um, and, you know, from what the current president is saying, then he's a good fit. He fits the bill. Yep. Yeah. Do you see it, Sauce? Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's interesting because um, when they first came out, they, uh, they, they wanted an experienced coach. Mm. And then yep. that narrative changed. Yeah. Um, so they've gone back to. There's a retrofit on the yeah, narrative, yeah, yeah. A forced retrofit. So, yeah. you know, he fits the bill. Um, yeah. You know, no, no doubt about that. And I've got just reading between the lines, his passion, obviously, is coaching for mm. him to take that call as well. And and I think there's a little bit of what Chris has been able to do over the time. And, yeah. You know, there's that light fire even a little a little bit more. And um, I didn't see him personally in the rooms of Geelong on Saturday night, but I, I did speak to someone who did see him. And, and, and he, this person was speculating, looking at him, look at his brother, thinking, yeah. gee, that, that is what I set out to do myself, um, yeah. you know, all those years ago. Because he got the North job before Chris got the, yes. the Geelong job. Yeah. Um, and that in itself was a was a surprise back, back when North Melbourne made that d- decision. And then they, um, yeah, obviously in 2019, halfway through, removed him. But what he, I'm not talking about a school here. He has always, um, I suppose, wondered what it would be like to be at a, a football club with resource. Um, he was that one that didn't have it. I mean, when he took it over, it was a, a complete basket case, and it, and in financial terms anyway, because that was the period in time where they were being forced by the AFL to go to the, the Gold Coast, that they didn't, and but he they, stayed. Even facility-wise, too, yeah. when he first started there, I wouldn't think their facilities were Well, the near. redevelopment, the, yeah. yeah, that wasn't there yeah, so, when he started. Um, yeah. Look, and there's no – obviously the passion – 
for him is coaching mm. because he's got a great job at the AFL, which he could probably have for the next 10 years if he really wanted to, yeah. or, and a stepping stone to somewhere else. So for him, if he ends up getting the job and taking that job, you know that his passion is coaching, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Big query for me in I would love to be a fly on the wall when the panel says, have you got any questions for us? So with all that's gone on, it's a really good point. With Rutten, no mm. CEO, Josh Marnie there mm. holding fort, Dave Barham, like there. And those be. those people in the coterie groups there, the Essendonians who think they run the club. So, you know, I think he's strong enough as a character to to take on that role. I think that would be one of the considerations. He wouldn't think I'd, twice about answering that question truthfully either. Yeah, I, I think you, if it's me and you're looking at mm. stepping back into that breach, you have to have some answers. Mm on some of those questions that you're going to put to that panel. If, if I was him and that was put to me, the first thing I would say, well, what are you doing with Kevin Sheedy? Because is he going to be allowed to run Riot, as he has been for some time as a director? Yeah. And that's what Kevin does. So that's not a knock on Kevin, but you'd want to rein that in, wouldn't you, if you're about to start a, a job well, It's got to be part of the, the suite mm. of questions that you've got to sit there and ask, mm. for sure. And then you've got the backdrop of, of Kevin pushing hard for James Hurd to be that coach and, and what that would mean if he if he missed out, James. And then Kevin was to stay on the board because um, obviously there's been the acquisition of Andrew uh, Welsh as, as an add-on yeah. to the football committee and, and as the football director. But Kevin is still there as we speak. So, yeah, it's a good point, mm. Dave. And, and, but, and I don't think he's going to be shy in no. <laughs> putting that back no, on there. But you would think, though, having said that, though, Damo, is that the process is the process and – Surely those people who are sitting on that panel are the ones that are going to be making the call. This is the Essendon Football Club we're talking about, Sauce. Yeah. They once got a panel to do a subcommittee review of a coach when, when they require a replacement for James Hurd for when he had the year's ban. Yeah. And that panel's thoughts were just totally thrown out but, but wasn't, by, by someone in charge but, at the time. But wasn't part of the um, – in terms of the split in the board, wasn't it – what wasn't one of the, the factors in it was the process in terms of making decisions. Yes. And this is why they've had to go down this path in relation to let's do the panel. Yeah. Who will select the coach. So all due process is taken into consideration. So you're, you're, you're saying that there's going to be someone above that that could actually overrule. There always happens. has been. I'm not saying that on this occasion, yeah. but, but the, the noises are always there with Essendon. But, but to your point, Kevin Sheedy was not part of the, the official no. process. And, yeah. and I can't imagine what he would have thought when, when Robert Walls was pitchforked in above and over him to, to be part of that process, <laughs> given their relationship and, and history. So, yeah, maybe, maybe it was a line in the sand moment for, yeah. for David Barham. I, I would think that would be the case. No, no, bit, knowing Dave, but you know uh, Kevin as well. Yeah, I know that. But I think, look, I think at the moment, and this is, I don't know enough Essendon, but I think with what's happened there, um, I think, I think, and and knowing Dave, I think the process will be the process, and I'm not too sure anyone's going to come over the top and and over of the what, process. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's the backdrop. You know, if you then got to start coaching with all that still in the background. Yeah, you I, don't you don't click your fingers and these things change. No, I, I know I've had associations with Kevin, so that's that's why I'm sort of pushing back a little bit mm. because when I was doing list management at the Giants, he was fully supportive in terms of what we were doing as a list management group, and sure he may challenge you, but he never really he he allowed you to do your work in terms. Of, so that's my experience yeah. with Kevin. 
So that's why I'm just sort of challenging you a little bit now. From a political situation, sure. I'm, yep. not, I'm unaware of that, but I know having worked with Kevin, he was fully supportive. In the team component yep. to it. Yeah. Yep. It's a fair bit of due process that went into the review at halfway through the year too, wasn't there? Uh, like when they presented information to the board and saying, this is exactly where we are. Yeah. This is where we feel like we need to go. But that was the same three people who had been commissioned in only 2020 to do a a review as well. Um, Simon Madden was one of those people. Sean Wellman was another of those people. Sheedy was one of them. Yeah. 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 Now, look, look, from all reports, and and I I have been saying this myself, he has been supportive of James Hurd's return. Now, James Hurd got to the line in an interview, and and he might still be the choice of the subcommittee, even with this Brad Scott development. Um, But... And the other aspect of this too, guys, is the Adam Muse on a short list, clearly, clearly on a short list. But you just don't know what the connection of his time at Hawthorne is going to do with the mindset of people making that decision. Now, I've got nothing to suggest um, unofficially even that, that, that there is an issue there. But we've seen the reach of this Hawthorne racism saga already reach the NFL commissioner in Andrew Newbold. We've seen it reach the, the Brisbane Footy Club because of Chris Fagan's time there, North Melbourne because of Alastair Clarkson's time there. Uh, Mark Evans, who was the footy operations boss, now Gold Coast Suns. It's already had a reach on clubs that aren't just Hawthorne. And, and here we are with Adam Muse on the shortlist of Essendon. It might just work against him, unfortunately, um, for this club to make a decision thinking, well, if we do appoint him, what if, what if his name does get brought up? Now, as I said, just let me just say that again. I, I haven't heard that uh, at all, by the way. But I've just known how this story has already moved into people who are, who are at Hawthorne and now at other clubs. So it's all part of it. So... Let's just hypothesise Scotty doesn't get the gig. Does he become an attraction for Brisbane? Absolutely, he does. On the, on the basis of what's yep. currently unfolding, we all feel that the report's going to take a while. Yep. Does he end up back at his old club? Are you asking that because you've heard that? Or are you asking no, that because, I'm just simply yeah. saying, if he's now put his hand up to saying, yes, I'd like to coach again, and he's, he's entertaining yep. Essendon, does he entertain another club yep. that potentially may need to seek Yep. Another coach. Why don't we park that for the other side of this break? Because uh, we were going to talk about the Hawthorne Footy Club, and I think you're um, linking there to, to the to this flow-on effect of mm. other clubs and the decisions they have to make. Um, just to answer before I throw to the break, Brisbane's doing nothing but supporting um, yep. Chris Fagan at this point in time, but there is clearly, and, and I know this to be the case, an awareness that, that they may have to make a decision at some stage, not, not in the near future, but at some stage. So let's have a look at it that uh, at that issue through that lens on the other side of this. You're listening to Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. You're listening to Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. For a limited time only. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. We will get to your calls and your text at some stage of uh, the late trade today, but there is so much to, to wade through already. We've spoken about Joel Selwood. We've spoken about Brad Scott. We want to speak about Jack Graham. We want to speak about David Noble's review of the St Kilda Football Club. But, David, you posed a, a question a few moments ago about Brad Scott and his appeal and his front-running nature now with the Essendon Football Club. You also once worked for the Brisbane Lions Football Club, a very, very well-run football club. They are absolutely all in on their support of, of Chris Fagan as he wades through and, and as he defends himself from these allegations of his time at Hawthorne. But 
there are senior football people at that footy club who we, we know know the way the system works. And and right now, there there is not a guarantee that Chris Fagan coaches the Brisbane Lions. There is not a guarantee that Alastair Clarkson coaches North Melbourne. No one's going to say that publicly, but these conversations behind the scenes are, are unfolding. And what even the first day of pre-season training looks like. Mm. Can you – and you pose the question yourself, so I'm not forcing you to ask you something. You pose the question, would Brisbane be looking at Brad Scott? And Brad Scott obviously had a famous – playing career as, as, a, as a Brisbane Lion. He's now clearly wanting to re-enter the coaching ranks given he's accepted the offer to be part of the Essendon process. Um, you pose the question. I, I can't imagine you posing it without th- you thinking, is it a possibility? On the basis that I work with Fags and I have no information to suggest that anything that anyone's done in this or have an understanding of the report, um, I love my time working with Fags and he couldn't have been more supportive. And you've always said that. And, and, and again, yeah. let me just back so, over to you. Everyone is, 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 is due the due process that, that, that they will get. Absolutely. But, but the due process and the natural justice takes time. Yeah. And, and it's not going to be in the six to eight week time frame that Gillan McLaughlin said it he wanted it to be last week. In fact, I would argue it's going to be at the very least months and months and months, and in yeah. some respects, when the, all this plays out legally, even years, but let's just work with the months component to it. Yeah. So I guess if I revert back and say, put my football hat back on from a GM's perspective, there'd be um, a lot of the what ifs that you have to work through internally within the club. Um, you know, the what if it's successful and they defend and he comes back and coach, great, we move on and yep. you can move it forward. Um, do we. Do we manoeuvre someone internally that's going to keep the same methodology coming forward? They've got a couple of really experienced campaigners in there. Cam Bruce being one of them? Yeah, well, Cam's one. Murray Davis has been in football for a long period of time. Um, Danny Daly even. Daly's moved to sort of into the GM role when I left. Um, I know Ben Hudson's got some aspirations Mm. and has run the midfield. So they've got some um, capability in there. It's, It's Then the next phase, I think, is then it's like, okay, so if if the report takes longer, what what do we actually need to do? Is there a consideration that all I'm thinking is a mature group um, up there? Mm. I think they're they're right in the window of being around that ten to two mark as far as getting a flag in the next couple of years. Do some does someone like a Brad Scott come into consideration based on the fact of he's now interested in moving back into coaching? If things mm you know, unfortunately don't pan out. I guess yeah. that was what my thinking was. It's hard to talk about, isn't it? Because we are speculating. And that's yeah. what, look, that's what we do. And, and there's no apologies for, for that because what we're doing is what the, the clubs and the industry itself is talking about off air and privately. So, Sos, you, again, you've had senior positions at, at football clubs. Um, if, if we if, if David just spoke in there and referenced the, the Brisbane Lions side of the situation, North Melbourne would be happy to be going through the same thing and, and, and is going through the same thing. I mean, Alistair Clarkson has already pushed back by, by his own announcement last week, his start date from November 1 to, to an indefinite time frame. They will be starting pre-season earlier than Brisbane because they finished their season just gone a lot earlier. They didn't play finals. So this is actually a more pressing decision for North Melbourne even in, in that early interim stage. Well, well, obviously it is. And even to the point of... I'm not even sure whether they've appointed all their assistant coaches. Mm, no, well. they haven't. Yeah. So they're, they're in a situation like in a holding pattern here to think, well, um, with with Ellison not being able to start on November, till November 1, and we, we know that um, Viney's gone there as his right-hand man. Yep. Um, but who else? Who else did they have planned to go there? And um, so they're in a situation where – they could be trying to find, you know, two or three um, assistant coaches. I'm not too sure what the situation is there. So it's critical for them to to, to 
to make those appointments and they've probably got the the luxury if there's such a word to use in this uh in this environment um of lee adams being still on the books and, and lee adams obviously david taking over yep. after you in the interim capacity still there so you'd imagine he would be i think a smooth enough fit to, to at least take over the pre-christmas part of the training and i i don't know what you think of this but these decisions we're talking about here speculatively in the big picture, like yeah. who coaches round one, 2023, they don't have to be made. I don't think no. until January, late January, maybe early February. Yeah, but at the same time, and I need to understand this, the fact that Alistair step, steps away, he has nothing to do with that football club. He's, no, that- no. From what I've ascertained today, while, while they've both decided to stand down, there's no bar from them communicating. And oh, okay. and I've even been told that, um, and again, I won't give you which name, but I've even been told that, that one of them, well, well one of them has actively engaged in conversations with players who want to come to the club. And, yeah. and, and there's no AFL impediment to that. It, it, it's their decision to stand down. And as such, they, they can continue to, to have a say from afar in, in some of the decisions around the, the clubs. So, so the big thing for say North Melbourne is the fact that they're going to come under a, a new game plan. Yep. Mm. It's really pre Christmas is pretty important for that type of thing as well. Cause the season gets mm. on here pretty quickly is who's that person? So even gonna... even this is fascinating, isn't it? From the football side of this story, for, for they've North, got, they've yeah. got John Blakey there. So Blake's is an experienced campaigner, been involved with Lee's groups and Johnny Longmire's groups. So he's yeah. he was my right hand man with Heath Uni. So you've got an experienced campaigner in there that he predominantly would help set up a lot of the training yeah. with the high performance yeah. guys. So yeah. my understanding, Dave, is though. Really, you need to know what Alistair wants. Yep, and absolutely. Most 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 coaches. Does anyone or, ever know that though? When <laughs> well, I think the. I mean, I think most successful coaches uh, set up a a a, um, a coaching panel that um, they pretty much speak the way that coach speaks. Yep. You know, their terminology is spot on. It. There's no variance in implement terms of systems. What, and and, that, mm. and that's the big thing coming into North Melbourne. Yep, is that who's that person going to be? Is it going to be Todd Viney yep. that un- understands that? Um, because really, the, the pre-season, that before Christmas is so important. Yep. And and they've got a lot to learn in yep. terms of his game style. Yep. So I think where the Brisbane situation is a little bit different because they're tweaking. Just roll yep. it over. They're yeah. tweaking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's had the coaches there for a while, fake. So I, and look, I want him to coach. I want mm. him to keep coaching. Yeah. Like I've... Uh, Hopefully he gets his time. Yeah, I'm certainly not suggesting to any of the Brisbane fans out there that that's. It's just simply if, yeah, if Scotty's coming back into contention and things don't seem mm. to pan out, I think internally that is what you start to think about. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's um it's the insight that you know we we want to get out of, of you and, and you sauce when we talk about these issues as hard as it is and. Yes, we, we do know that we're now talking about something that, that, that we don't know how it looks in January. We don't know how it looks in February. But, but what, what we do know is this is not going to be wrapped up quickly. And I think that, at the very least, is, is reason enough to be talking about these types of matters. Um, we would normally have uh, opened the lines up prior to our time together on the late trade. We haven't been able to do so today because we needed to wade through all of those, uh, those storylines and those moving storylines. We've still got a heap more to get through today. Um, by way of what we want to talk about. But let's uh, let's now open up that line. one 23 55 48 Anything you want to talk about for the next 10, 15 minutes? Uh, it is a uh, an open line of calls at the moment if you want to jump on. one 23 55 48 Hit up Dave. Hit up Sauce. Hit us up on whatever it is you want to talk about today on the late trade for MEGT. 
You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. McDonald's.com.au The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit MEGT.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. We've opened the lines up, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Anything you want to talk about with uh, David Noble, Stephen Silvani, Damien Barrett. We'll jump out to Canberra where Daniel's caught in. Hi, Daniel. Thanks, how are you? Good, mate. Yeah, I was just wondering, would Jack Bowes be a fit for Adelaide? He would with pick seven. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, apart from his playing, Daniel, I think, yes, he would, he would fit in there. <laughs> Um, but I think it's part of that deal is about getting the, the extra pick in. Yeah, it, 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 as weird as it sounds, it, it's more appealing getting pick seven than Jack Bowes, and I don't mean that to sound denigrating to, to Jack. But but is that the way you'd be looking at it? It is for me. I think that's one of the deals that you look. I think Jack can certainly play. He's got a role to play, um, half back, midfield. Um, I think he's got a couple of options as to where I think he can play, but. Bringing that extra pick in, Seven in, it gives you flexibility for this year, splitting picks next year. Yeah, it's just, look, it's, when you're looking at um, Jack Bowes, he's got talent. Yeah. And, um, mm. you know, even when he first started off, good player. You just think, well, you take the punt, take the pick out of it for, 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 for a second. For, for yeah. a sec. Could he, could, could he do a Brody type? where he becomes a real valuable player for the team he goes to. That would be the great fear for the, the Suns right now, wouldn't it, given, given how well Brody played for the Dockers this year with, in a similar situation last year. I mean, he, he went out with the, the pick nine and attached to him, didn't he, Soss? Yeah, he did. And um, you, know, you just look at what's happened to that, to that Gold Coast midfield. They've, they've brought so much talent in. And the fact that they got um, Raul and Anderson... In, in that one year, and you know, Tuke Miller's just a star. He, he needs yep. a lot of games through that middle. He's their he's their spiritual leader, but you know, he he's fallen away obviously through injury as well. Um, so I think he's t- you can't talent just doesn't go away. Mm. Um, I don't know what his his professionalism on and off the field is like, but he's certainly got talent. So um, I think you've got to look at it from both angles. Okay. Yes, pick seven's there, but can we improve that player? And can we can we um, you know can we get some value out of him? Yep. Thanks for your call. Let's head to Kevin now in Nary Warren there on line one. Hi, Kevin. Hi. Um, have you heard any news on John DeGoe? Because I heard a strong rumor apparently he's going to sign for five years. At the Magpies? At Collingwood. Yeah, look, that, that's the offer they've got to him. Um, the, the stumbling block has been the behavioural clauses that the club wanted to insert. And my, my take on that, Kevin, and and guys, is is that it's a, it's a Jeff Brown um, president issue, which I think he's got every right to do, and as Jordan does in, in pushing back and saying no. But I, I still believe they will be able to wade through this and... Um, in the end, both look pretty good that Geordie's pushed back and that Collingwood has you know, sought to have some form of a over and above control over the standard play contract. I'm still yet to hear anything, Kevin, that, that makes me think that it's it's not going to be Collingwood. It, I, I just don't feel St Kilda appealed to him enough for him to want to leave Collingwood. And I'm yet to still hear anything um, in any form that makes me think it's uh, it's on, that there's another club in the, in the market for him at this late stage. I could be wrong on all of that, but that's my take on it at this point. 
Dave, he's, um, his manager's done a pretty good job. He has. Mm. Being criticised for it, but I, I agree with you, Sos. From two years? Well, from, from nothing. From, Don't forget nothing. they withdrew the offer. So nothing it, yeah, to two years. 12 weeks to, ago, it was to, nothing. To two years. To, two, to, to four, four. To five. To five. Good job. And trying to remove clauses as we speak. It, it's <laughs> yeah. a good job. And as far as we know, Geordie's done a good, a good job too. Yeah. Yeah. By the way he played in the yep. finals primarily, but also what he's done since uh, the Bali trip. Uh, thank you for your call there, Kevin. Let's go to Newport now. Muhammad has joined us. Hi, Muhammad. <coughs> Damien, how are you? Well, mate. Hey, Soss. How, how you going, Soss? I used Good. to work for the footy club at Collingwood. Oh, um, yeah. Friends of Paul Brody. Muhammad, you remember me? Yeah. Yes, I do. How's Stuke. Stuke, yes. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Stuka. Yeah, Mickey McGuinness, uh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go Pies. Uh, just a couple <laughs> of things. Uh, first of all, um, hopefully Liam Stocker gets another go because Sos, I think you, you're the one who chose him. And if Brody Grundy goes to Melbourne, we've got to at least get Sam Wiedemann. We can't just get nothing. Yeah, well, that's, that, that, that is an option where the, um, you know, the, the, the Demons want to create some space in their cap. And look, Wiedemann's been an interesting player for Melbourne, um, highly rated as a junior. Didn't play a lot of footy in his 18th year, but um, he just hasn't come on. No. Whether it's um, his physicality, his work rate without the ball, he does some things that are quite special, um, but he just hasn't got the consistency and and really probably should be doing more in a, in a strong team. And they tried to give him a go this year, didn't they? And, and yeah. they had to omit him on, on at least three, and it might have even been four occasions. So yeah. they didn't die wondering on trying to get him in the mix. No, and I, I can honestly say, well, I had him highly rated in, in that draft. So, um, yeah, so he's been a little bit disappointing. Um, but look, I, I, look I, I'd expect if... If Grundy did get to to Melbourne, something may come back. Whether that's going to be a player or a later pick, I think there'll be something more involved than just a straight out pick. Yep. I think the Pies Muhammad made their call with McStay. The McStay yeah. Johnson yep. check. Yeah. I'm not sure that that deal sort of works. Wiedemann works in with what and, and even Carmichael. Yeah, yeah. So I think they've sort of made their play there. I, yep. yeah, I agree with Sos. There may be something coming back. I'm not sure it's Wiedemann. Wiedemann. Yep. Thanks for your call, Muhammad. Let's head to Oakley now. Benny's giving us a call. Benny, you there? You put us on hold. <laughs> Benny's put us on hold. It's a good, uh, good effort to ring in a radio station and then put the radio station on hold. You hold now, Benny. We might get back to you. Let's go to uh, Marty now in Richmond. Hi, Marty. Yeah, good day, guys. Uh, before my question to David, I think um, Nigel left. Did I just lose uh, Marty there or did everyone else? He yeah, dropped off. Know. He dropped off. Sorry, I was talking to the producer at the time and he dropped out. Uh, let's go for uh, Evan now in Rosanna. Hi, Evan. Hey, um, I was just wondering what you think of um, Jack Graham to Adelaide or who, who you reckon should Adelaide should go after. Um, look, I, I think Adelaide would be very interested in someone like Jack Graham, purely, you know, going back home to, to South Australia. Um, you know, they, they need to build their midfield. Um, you know, Sloan's not going to be there forever. Mm. Um, so look, he's a quality player. What he is also, he's a very good leader. So, um, I'm sure that, um, Adelaide would have some interest in him, in him, but, um, my information is that it may be... Port Adelaide that he would prefer to go to. Yeah. This interesting source to see what Matty Crouch decides to do too. Is he going to hang in or is he going to try and find a 
another option. I'm I think sure. he'd have to get out, wouldn't he, given he just hasn't been able to get in um, for, for most of 2022 yeah. and even prior to that. Best and fairest winner in a grand final yep. year of 2017. Um, we're going to take a break. Um, we, we just need to uh, to get our heads around a statement that's just been delivered to to us and other media from Alastair Clarkson. It's, uh, it's another layer to this story that involves the Hawthorne racism situation. We'll bring you that on the other side of this on The Late Trade. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL. 18th of October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to The Late Trade for MEGT. We've just been sent via Alastair Clarkson's management a, another statement. It's now effectively hit the third statement attached to uh, Alastair Clarkson since last Wednesday's revelation of the racism allegations in a report commissioned by the Hawthorne Football Club and also an ABC media report on that particular issue. This is the latest statement from Alastair Clarkson. Since learning of the allegations first reported in the media last Wednesday, I've been shocked and deeply distressed. It remains profoundly disappointing that these matters are now being widely canvassed in the public domain without the opportunity being given to me or others to give our accounts or even read the Hawthorne report, which to this day I have not seen. The further recent publication of purported extracts from the report means I now have grave concerns that any chance of a fair process and just outcome have been seriously undermined, if not irrevocably corrupted. The failure to maintain the confidentiality of the review and further damaging public speculation means I have no option but to express publicly in the strongest and most emphatic terms possible that I did not behave in the manner claimed. I believe the genuine affection I held for all the players who walked through the doors into Hawthorne is well known. I've always appreciated and respected the unique journeys of First Nations players into the highest echelons of Australian rules football. I've been committed to acknowledging and understanding their many varied experiences and brought all my efforts to ensuring these players are given the opportunity to realise their dreams, but not at any cost and never at the cost of their families, as has been alleged. Any suggestion to the contrary is false and deeply offensive. People who know me will understand how important family is to me. I've always carried this value into every organisation I've worked with. I acknowledge how difficult it is for any player and in particular First Nations players, to tell their stories about deeply personal matters. And I respect every player that has spoken to either the ABC or Phil Egan as part of the Hawthorne Football Club process. Every person has their story and the right to tell it. However, as the allegations against me have been spread widely and sometimes presented as indisputable matters of fact, I must state that my clear memory of the matters reported is very different. I will continue to cooperate with the AFL and I am trying to retain my trust that it will put in place a fair, respectful and supportive process for all involved. However, I will not hesitate to take further steps to protect my position and reputation should that be necessary. I do not intend to make any further comment publicly on the process or on further media reports. That statement from Alastair Clarkson delivered to uh, us and other media only moments ago. It's the the first sign of of, of a person involved in this story, guys, um, going outside what would be normally the legal advice to just let the system play itself out. 
That there, now again, let me just move off what Alistair Clarkson has said there. You just heard it. You can make up your own minds. But that there, to me, is a is a very serious legal threat of his own, that, that I will take this matter legally myself down a path that looks after me and not not the system. And, and, and look, if you are, Alistair, you can understand the frustrations that are, are building, given he's still yet to be given and or see the report of the Hawthorne Football Club is not aware of what other people are talking about officially and hasn't been given any right of reply to this point yet. So you can see the tension building and it fits in with what we've been discussing, Soss and Dave, about this matter where there is no end game in many ways in this situation. Alistair Clarkson there is clearly indicating that if he's continued to be faced with public and media scrutiny about this, that he will take his own path of legal action on it. That, that that was a effectively a statement in that. So, again, that's the first time you two have heard that as well. Can I get your takes on that, please? We just want them to have a fair opportunity, an equal opportunity to have their say. I think that's what both those guys are after. And deserve. And deserve, yeah. yeah. So, you know, hopefully they can. Yeah, my view is, and I agree with Alistair in terms of the privacy, in terms of how this has been leaked, mm. Um because I think the process would be would have been a lot cleaner, um, as it sort of stands at the minute. It's, you know, it's we've got one side of the story which is really um, concerning. Yeah. Um, I mean, the allegations in that but, one side of the story, Sos, are as serious an allegation has it, that's ever been levelled at any person in authority in the game, yeah. in, in the history of the game. So, yeah. but they're allegations. Yeah. They need to be proven. There needs to be natural justice. Yeah, and then you've got the people. Um, involved um, that haven't been able to have a say and, and haven't seen the report. Mm. Um, so that's until we have all the facts, it's really difficult um, and yeah, really difficult to get uh, um, to have a view on it um, because what we've got on one side at the moment is we, we all feel for those people. But having said that, there's a group of people on the other side that haven't had their say. No, they haven't. I'll just back over that 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 paragraph. Of the many paragraphs I just read out there, this is the one that jumped out at me. I will continue to cooperate with the AFL, and I'm trying to retain my trust that it will be put in place a fair, respectful, and supportive process for all involved. However, I will not hesitate to take further steps to protect my position and reputation should that be necessary. That's the one that jumps out at me, guys. Now, maybe that's the journal in me having that paragraph be the one that jumps out. But that, to me, is, is, a, is a clear indication that you better quickly get to a process situation where I can have it my say, where I can defend myself, where I can get a chance at natural justice and due process. Because if you... If I'm subjected to this much longer where it's played out publicly without me being able to have a say, I'm going to legally take this on myself. And that I don't think I'm overreading that, am I? I mean, is that you've both been in the game. And that, that's what I'm reading into that statement there, that part of that statement. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine, you know, the emotions that the two guys, well, all people involved for that matter, um, are going through and to try to find and navigate a way to get some sense of a direction or a resolution, I think, Damo, would mm. be what would be enormously well, frustrating. I think everyone attached to it now, every single party, the claimants, the, the people facing the allegations, the, the clubs, the, the AFL, 
there needs to be a, a clarity on, on what happens next, and, and we don't yet have that. I mean, we, we don't even have the formation of the panel that the AFL said they would have in place by, by Thursday of last week. That, yeah. was, that, was, that was Wednesday of last week, Wednesday morning, about 6 a.m., when the ABC dropped this news report, and we're obviously now a full week a- ahead of that, um, but it was on the Wednesday afternoon where Gillian McLaughlin said it was his hope within 24 hours to formulate a four-person panel. And he also said at the same press conference, and I know things change, but I just keep backing over this. This is how far this story has changed in a short period of time with, with no even start date, let alone end date on all of this. And the six to eight week window that Gillian McLaughlin identified, SOS, it, well, we're already a week in and we don't even have a panel. Um, and, and I keep asking, and, and no one has answers, what charter does this panel have? Yeah, well, it's above me. Uh, like I, I've got, honestly, I, I'm no expert in this. In this. No, area. but no, so, none of us are. None so I, I look. I, I'm just commenting on. Yeah. <laughs> on what you're saying. So look. But you, just, you've been in footy. You're a smart man, sauce. I mean, again, I, I asked the question. I mean, can either of you? Sort I mean, of- the, the frustration. There are times in footy where you would love to have your say, and and for whatever reasons, you can't come out and tell tell um, the press. Everything that you know, mm. um, that's that's footy. This might be this might be a different situation here. Um, so, but I can see I, I I can see the frustration of both sides here, um, and it's it's messy. Yeah, the fact that it has been put out in the public domain, and, and, and as I've said from day one here, that's the one thing where this has gone in the wrong direction is that it's out there without having both sides have their say. Mm. The, the the way footy works, um, Dave, in terms of these inquiries, these investigations, ultimately they don't have any legal scope when it's all said and done, do they? I mean, they're, they're going to be making a ruling of a, of a football industry nature. And, yeah. and ultimately, as much as there's going to be King's Council involved and there's going to be high-end legal people around those King's Council on, on all facets of it, ultimately – until the courts of the land get to hear it, it it's not binding in, in, a, in a legal sense. I mean, it can be an advisory sense and it can shape outcomes. And, and ultimately, the AFL needs to run the game and that's what yeah. they're there to do. That's their charter. But we saw what happens, you know, and we saw it um, play out for years and, and is still playing out in some respects what happens when people, IAS and then football club scenarios, have outcomes they don't like. It does end up in the courts, and and th- this is this is headed that way even before it starts. The only my only thinking, Damo, is that we operate under a set of rules and regulations from the AFL. Yep. You know, it's not um, as you say legally binding, challenging like that. That's the the piece I can't quite get my head around. Mm. In, and obviously, all parties in this would want to have some form of legal representation, I would imagine, because that, that seems like that's what it's going to need to have. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, where, where it gets held to account, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm struggling. No, and, and none of us. I mean, the, the AFL doesn't know. They haven't no. even been able to in the time frame they've had. And, and I don't underestimate the task in identifying the people that need to be on that panel. They need to find heavily legal people on it, but they also need to find industry people, which is what the Coaches Association has requested. And... They obviously need to find um, representatives of the of the Indigenous community and the First Nations people community. It all needs to be put into the, the mix. And this is before we get to the actual courts of the land, who I have no doubt are going to also be involved in this once this does play out. And 
here we are um, a week after the story dropped and, and then there's as much confusion about what happens next as, as, as there was on that morning when we're all getting our heads around the, um, the allegations in the piece and, and what it meant for the people who were being accused of, of these acts. And we've now seen it now, a, a week and a, a day into it, and you've now got the strongest statement of, of the lot from Alistair Clarkson only moments ago. Would the panel need to be ratified by the commission? Is it effectively? I, like I would imagine. It would, yeah. yeah, I mean, the administration would be putting it together, but yeah. but an investigation of this nature would would have to go. I mean, they're going to be accountable for the outcome or the findings of it. So I would say yes to that without without you know, being able to say one hundred percent yes. But I, I would I would think um, strongly yes. So that, that that was one question I had in mind. The second question is how and the, how do and and also too, David, there's a conflict there. There's a commissioner. There's a commissioner who has now had a linkage to this. Andrew Newbold, um, chairperson of the Hawthorne Footy Club for the three premierships, 2013, 14, 15. That was his time at the footy club. He, he is now on the AFL commission. He stood down like Alistair Clarks and like Chris Fagan. But when you talk about the commission, they've actually got a conflict in the outcome of this. And that's just the way it is because he, he is now sitting on the board of directors of the AFL. Yeah. How, how, do, how do we – I mean, I guess I'm sitting here with, as part of our scene, but how does – how does the media find a, an avenue or a way to give them that space now? How do how do they how does that happen? Is that well, possible? Uh, no, probably not. Yeah. No, and, and and again, we talk about committing issues. I mean, there's the media reporting on it. Um, there's legal people signing off on those articles last night. There's legal people at the ABC yeah, right. with Russell Jackson saying what you can and can't write. Um, they they will or they make those decisions know that knowing that they can be questioned as right. well as as okay. part of all this. And I would imagine they would be called up at some stage if yeah. it does go to this nth degree. And and ultimately. We're not going to have even a form of answer until the AFL does formulate this panel, which, which again, I don't underestimate the task mm. attached to that. And, and trying to get people at the high end of, of their own businesses to give themselves of, of the time and the skill set required to deal with this. Is it going to take two months? Is, is it going to take three months? Is it going to take – whatever it takes, people have to commit to the time and the process. And that's why it's been delayed to this point at, at, at the starting point. So it can't even get to this stage. So – yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no, no one's got authority apart from the courts to, to ban publication of the type of material that's been submitted and, yeah. and published in the past couple of weeks. So, okay. yeah, look, it's been a bit heavy for our first hour and a half, or nearly hour and a half today on the on the on the late trade. But these these are serious football matters. Um, I think we might try and break it up on the side of it, sauce with. Uh, Again, a heavy footy issue, but but one that will come under the guise of, uh, of philosophical that we do every each and every single week. It's a, it's a question that we'll put to you relating to uh, drubbings in grand finals. Your team, or the one that you once played at, was uh, the subject of one. It bounced back the following year, but that was a long time ago. What it will mean for the Sydney Swans after their 81-point uh, thrashing by the Geelong Footy Club on the weekend. That next on Philosophical. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL. And 18th of October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. The Beaumont's news update for this hour is the Alastair Clarkson releasing a statement only moments ago to us and all media 
denying again in, in, a, in a very, very legally provocative way any dealings and all the accusations uh, made against him as part of this Hawthorne racism report uh, that was released publicly in terms of a news report on ABC last week. The statement of Alistair Clarkson came from his management group. We discussed it at length a moment ago. Please go back to the Trade Radio social media platforms and also the podcast to hear our discussion on that a moment ago, but that was the news update for this hour. Sauce every single day on the late trade here on Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio. We have a segment called Philosophical. Here it goes like this. It's time to get Philosophical with Stephen Silvani, AFL Trade Radio's local expert. Become a local expert. Get leads, run your business and improve your cash flow from one app. Just a slightly lighter take on football today, Sauce. We need it after that first, uh, was it, 80 minutes of our time together today. It's taking a look at teams that get smashed in a grand final. There's been a, a fair few now, it must be said, over the journey. Your club, Carlton, way back in 86, was one of those clubs. Now, you weren't part of that particular team. You were part of the club. So we're just going to pose the question, what is the lasting impact on a team losing a grand final by a very big amount? Yeah, it happened to the Bulldogs last year. Happened to the Sydney Swans this year. Damo, it's uh, it's a tough pill to to swallow. And, and even in my time, is that I was fortunate to win two. But for some reason, I reflect on the ones that we should have won. It's a, it's a strange thing. Like, um, well, we lost the grand finals, obviously. But in in '93 and '99, two losing grand finals, and I look back at those as lost opportunities. Um, and I still think, you know, we could have done this. We could have done that. So. The reflection on the losing ones for me, yes, I've got great memories for the winning ones, but I look back on those two for some reason and think, you know, what went mm. wrong, what we should have done. Um, but yes, 86, Carlton played in a, a grand final against the Hawthorne Footy Club. Now, you think, played the reserves that day, which is staggering for someone considered yeah, to be played, the best played, fullback ever, but played, you played reserves. Played 13 games straight. And you straight. cracked it. You cracked it. Yeah, played 13 <laughs> games straight and got dropped. Walsy dropped me. So, um, funny story to that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I got T- tell dropped. Tell us, tell us. Well, I got dropped, um, and what was that? It was a Thursday night. I sort of knew it was happening. There was a bit of how the press get hold of stuff's unbelievable. <laughs> it so was in the they, papers, wasn't it? They, yeah, mm. so got dropped, and then I thought, okay, Thursday night. I, I, look, I tried to stay at the club, and I just, I was just, you couldn't. I just yeah. couldn't have to go. And, and the reserves team had made the grand final <laughs> 13, as well. Yeah, yeah, so I went out, and I used to go to the Skinny Dog Hotel in Kew. So I caught up with some mates there and, <laughs> on the Thursday night. On the Thursday, you, night. we were emergency for the seniors. Yeah, I was never going to get in. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I um, had a few drinks, and I think about ten thirty, my dad. Who was but at that time was actually on match committee, one of the assistant coaches. Oh, hang on, there's another layer of this. Yeah, Your dad dropped you. Yeah, well, I don't know whether he had a say, but um, oh. anyway, so he's he's rung the pub. There was no mobile phones. Sergio dropped you. So he um, he's rung the pub, and I've got the. Um, you know, the publican saying, your dad's on the phone. <laughs> I wasn't going to the phone. So then he's trying to get my mates to come to the phone, get him home, get him home. I think I got home at about one o'clock that night. So, and then I had the front up. I had Mark McClure ring, ring up on the, on the Friday because we had the parade. He was still captain. And I think back then they only had the, um, I think they might have had uh, – just a group of interchange players, which I was one of them. So you didn't know yeah. who was going to be in the interchange. So I had to go in this parade. That was terrific. 
and sort of <laughs> wait for the crowd. Sobered up, sobered up on the back of the car. Half happy. <laughs> but then the following day, they're playing the Reserves Grand Final. And um, so we played in the Reserves Grand Final and managed to play okay. Funny story to it, though, but I think I took about 14 marks to half time. Oh, you think, do you? No, yeah. no, listen, I've got to listen to this. And then I took, and after half time, I took three marks, right? We win the Grand Final. The seniors play. They end up getting thumped they by did. Hawthorne. I think it was probably close to eight, nine goals. Anyway, so we had the function that night. The subdued. The reserves are all up and about. Yep. The seniors are, you know, flat. The committee's flat. Everyone's flat. Wolsey's flat. <laughs> they have to get up there and they, they introduce the best players for the reserves grand final. Oh, oh, so I get up there. That would have gone sh- down well. I, I had to shake Wolsey's hand. <laughs> By the way, I get on well with Rob now. <laughs> now. <laughs> now. Uh, great fella. Um, 35 anyway, years later. The Tuesday comes along and we've got to do the review, right? So it was the team that played plus the, the emergencies, which I was one. I'm going, I'm not going. I'm going, Dad, I'm not going. No way. He's forced me to go. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go. So we sit through this review, go through the whole game, so the whole tape, and then he starts one-on-one. Oh. Individually, he starts going through everyone. He gets to me and uh, he goes to me, he looks at me and he goes, you think you went okay? You think you went okay, don't you? And I'm thinking, oh, well, what's he going to say here? He goes, you took 14 marks to half time, but you only took three after half time. That's what he said to me. In the reserves. In the reserves. He's pulled apart your reserves He's game. pulled apart my reserves game. Oh, God. But that, that was sort of footy back then. It was quite brutal. It was different. Yeah. Um, but um, look, so, so, so to, to get back to the philosophical part yeah. of this conversation, so again, you weren't part of the 86 grand final loss, but you were part of the 87 grand final yeah. seniors win against the same, yeah. same team yeah. that, that beat you the previous year as yeah. a club. So, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's Look, it's... it's Mind you, Dunstall didn't play, so you you had a half a, hit, a legs up in you in 87. Super play. Yeah, but we you did, made your job a bit easier. We, we did play him in a semi or whatever yeah. it was. So, but... Look, it's there's no guarantees you're going to get there the next year, and you know I think as a group you need some strong leaders. Yeah. Um, because um, you've got to get through a pre-season, you've got to get through the home and away games. But I think we had some things that occurred through that year that um, that really helped drive us in terms of we had there's English who fell ill at the time, and then obviously Peter Motley as well. Yep. So. You know, there was there was some things that sort of happened along the along the way that um, the loss, obviously, from the previous year was significant. But mm. there were some things that we wanted to do for some people, and yeah. sort of an element of what you see Joel Selwood has done with some of you know the people that are close to him, yeah. and, mm. and and that becomes that a, an over yeah. powerful. So moment. yeah, so it can be done. Um, you know, and, and and it's a great feeling knowing that you can redeem yourself from one from one year to the next. Mm. So um, yeah, we were fortunate to to play in that that eighty seven grand final, and um, you know it, it, it meant a lot to people. Yeah, Dave, I'll just um, get you to talk about it. Um, so we had the Bulldogs last year getting belted by seventy four eighty one. Yep. It was this year's margin. The Swans. Um, back in two thousand and nineteen, GWS got smashed by Richmond. Um, Port Adelaide against Geelong in two thousand. And seven, um, those clubs effectively not their next year anyway have come back. So, is is there something to be worried about from a Swans perspective in in your eyes? Well, the data would say yes. The the recent indications are that um, you carry that for a fairly substantial period of time. So, 
I think we made mention of it on Monday demo that, you know, I think John's a very experienced campaigner. He's also got Pikey in there that's been through it with Adelaide as well. Yep. So, you know, you would like to think there's some experiences there that those two guys can bring to hand to say, look, we've got to own this and we've got to be better versions of ourselves going forward next year. And you do start again. Yeah. You've got to go yep. through the whole process again. And it's like, yep, you've got to. But I think there, there is an element of, there would be an element of grief that comes with that game. There's there's a an element that you have to deal with. And I think if you don't deal with that, then mm. maybe you can tend to, to hold on to a bit long. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, you've got to deal with it. Yep. You've got to deal with it. That was Philosophical with Stephen Silvani, AFL Trade Radio's local expert. Become a local expert, get leads, run your business, and improve your cash flow from one app. Let's take a break. Uh, Dave, on the other side of it, we're going to jump back into Noble's Nows, the Noble Element, Noble Knows, David's Dissection, and, and we've got a couple of suggestions today. Again, this came up yesterday, Nobility. Nobility. So whatever it's going to be. It's going to be your review of the Collingwood Football Club working your way down the ladder as opposed to Matty Rendell who works his way up the ladder. Collingwood finishing third on the uh, official records of the 2022 season. Can you get your views on the Collingwood Football Club next on The Late Trade? You're listening to the concept. And 18th of October for full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Nobles Nows for Ego Power Tools. Think outside with the Ego Power Plus 56 volt battery range of outdoor power equipment. There you go. There's the uh, the new stinger, and it might still change. We're calling it Nobles now. So there's a strong push for this to be the noble element, uh, noble nose, David's dissection. But that's pretty uh, pretty strong there, Dave. When you think about it, you've been here three days and you got your own stinger. So uh, it took Sauce about three months to get his own. So you've uh, you've done well. Uh, you're going to take us through each and every footy club. You're working your way down the ladder. You started obviously with Geelong Footy Club. You went to Sydney yesterday. Now it's the third place, Collingwood. You uh, take a look at them from a whole range of, of headlines and put together an overall number and, uh, and ultimately tell uh, our listeners uh, where you think they are with their premiership profile. So far away with the, the Magpies. Righto. I feel like I need to talk in a deeper tone after that. Yeah, it was deep, wasn't it? Wasn't it? it was for the Ego Power yeah, Plus. Thank yeah. you. Well done, Benny. Um, look, start with the growth. So ability to get better. Um, I think the needs for the Pies midfield – um, maybe Ruck, if Grundy's heading out. I think Cox has had a really good year. Um, I think he's been undervalued in the back half of the year. I think he became a really important commodity for them with what he actually did and gave them first juice. And then down forward, um, McStay coming in, Johnson growing. Um, hence, I don't think the need for necessarily a Wiedemann to, to come in the door, but certainly McStay will help them. Um, there's no doubt, having worked with Dan in Brisbane for a few years, um, He's a bit similar to my check, but a bit different. Mm. Um, but I can understand his um, his pressure. He can get right up the ground. They like Brody a little bit deeper because he takes you know good contested one on one type of work. So I think they're in in a pretty good space. I've given them an eight out of ten in regards to grow. I think they've got some real capacity there. Um, that mid group um, Adams didn't play in the last game, but Crisp Adams, Elliot Cox. Um, Maynard was probably a bit wounded, I think, in the last game as well. So they've got a good mid-range yeah. game in group in that to grow forward. 
um, development. I think they've got a really good, exciting young group coming through. Uh, I think they've really stepped up to the plate. Um, Ginevan, the Dacos boys, um, you know, Bianco, we mentioned before, um, Lipinski, um, you know, Quainer and my young foot off the back there has had a, had a pretty good year. So I think their development potential is, is pretty strong. So I've given them a 7 out of 10. Um, stability, I think they're really stable. The I've, I've pulled them back a little bit on, on the stability, Damo, because new coach, new chair, new president. Yep. So it looks like it's in pretty good shape, you know, from a stability perspective. Um, Soss and I have had a lot of dealings with Wrighty, with Graham over the journey. I rate Wrighty yeah. a lot. And I think he's brought a lot of stability internally into that group. Um, vulnerability, again, I've marked them down a bit. They've got a first round pick and then a bunch of thirds. And then they've got some future thirds. They haven't got a second. Um, and the salary cap issue is still bubbling around. That's, I reckon, where they're vulnerable a bit. Um, is the loss of Grundy, which is, is fully expected, is that of concern to you as you review? I rate him. I, I, I think he's a, he's a premiership player. He's aggression. Like I'm, for me, I've always liked big guys that have got the, the aggressive nature mm. that can show the way, um, help the little blokes out. So, yeah, I, I mean, I understand why, you know, they, they might need to, to loosen the, the purse strings a bit. But, I, yeah, I like Grundy. Yeah. Um, I think he's really good. Um, and obviously, as you're reviewing this, it's, it's as we've been saying for a, a few days, we, we, while there is behavioural clauses that Jordan Nagawi hasn't wanted to sign to this point, we we in this group anyway still feel he will be re-signing yeah. with Collingwood and we're yet to hear anything to, to that contrary. So you're factoring him into this assessment. I really. am. And they're, they're closer with him in the team. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. So I think there adds an element of if – if he was clear cut that I'm assuming that he's staying, I think if it's clear cut he's going, I think some of those markers change a bit. Yep. So yep. Um, premiership profile, I think they've actually opened up the window a bit earlier than maybe what people have thought. Um, I think they've done a really good job in that space. So I've given them a 10. And I think they're, for me, on the premiership clock, I think they're right at 10. I reckon that's just opening for them. That's the starting point just to, the to starting your clock. Point. Yep. Yeah. So I think they're in the phase of the next four or five years adding a McStay in, keeping a Dugowie, like they're a, they're a chance to Do they need another key back in, in, in some form just to help Howe with more? Possibly, yeah, yeah. possibly. You yeah. know, I, I think they do. I think if I look at the, the pies, um, I think another key back would mm. someone coming through there would certainly help them. Yeah. And the only other real question mark is, is their quality tall forward? I think my check is a really good player. Yeah. He's, he's workmanlike. He can take a good grab, um, but you look at you look at some someone like the, the Cats. They had that Hawkins Cameron type yeah. set up, and and even when you look at the Swans, had Buddy, but they really didn't have the you know. Yeah. I know Buddy wasn't great on the day, but he he draws attention. Yeah. Where's that? Where's that second dangerous forward? The the only the only thing. I guess I think for me to counter that is that the, their method of how they play, they'll always give you a chance. Even yeah. at three-quarter time, they're never too far ahead. They don't get to 100 very often. So they're, they're not as reliant on that. The second But a 27-point deficit's not a worry to them either no, at any stage of the game. No, yeah. it's not. So yeah. it's the Jamie Elliott types, you know, that they can, yeah. they can move dakes around a little bit. So I haven't asked you this. Is that sustainable, though, that, that mentality of never being out of the game? I mean, it, it, it was sustainable effectively all year. It got to them within a one-point margin of a preliminary final. But can they do it again? 
as in over the course of an entire season. They had a lot go their way in the home and away season with, with the results. And yeah. ultimately, the results that went their way in the home and away season weren't with them in the finals. They lost one by six points and one by one. Yeah. The short answer is I don't think so. But we kept saying that about them yeah. during the year that they couldn't keep chasing down. They and they're a point from making a grand yeah, final. My, yeah. my feel is that Craig will continue to evolve their game. I think their game will evolve in the next couple of years. I yeah. think he's laid a really good foundation. I think the two coaches that have come in that have come in off stable previous coaches in Mitchard Hawthorne and this year with Craig off Bucks, they've walked into two fairly strong defensive environments already and simply tweaked a little bit and they've seen some growth in that straight away. Yep. So um, I, I think Craig will evolve that so, game. So Dave, the, the fact that Collingwood was so successful this year, yep. how much will other clubs dig into their game plan now? Because they really... Really, at the start of the year, they probably they got over teams. And, yep. But the more yep. successful you get, and particularly that they were fairly successful against Geelong yes. and these other um, Melbourne and these other stronger teams. Yep. How how much do you take out of their yep. game plan, and how much would yep. you use from what they can do? That you know you might be able to put into your game plan. Yeah, you. It's. I reckon it fits into that category, Sosa. There's 80% you'll keep doing what you've done. There's 10% that you'll try and tweak. And then there might be one idea that you take from a Collingwood. You think, right, that's the piece that we might want to add in there. Yeah. So continue to chip at your baseline of getting your 80% right, tweak yeah. a bit. And then there might be that one element of going on that particular type of play. They just went straight in the middle. They had a player there. Their forwards were all ready to go. They were set on that open side. I mean, they held their wings mm. as strong as anyone in the competition last year. Sidebottom and, and Dacos. Dacos, yeah. Um, I know both when, Dacos. When North got close and we were in front at three-quarter times. I mean, we had um, Bailey Scott running with Sidebottom pretty much to make sure that that mechanism was taken out of their structure. Yeah. So can I ask another question, Dave? Like, in your association with so many clubs over the time, how, how in-depth as a review process the coaching group do they go um, into from a top four perspective? Do 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 you have certain coaches that analyse, say, two of those teams or one of those teams each, and then come back and say, "Listen, this is what they do. This is what what might be good for us." Yes. Would yep. that happen at most clubs? Do yep. you think? I think it would. The clubs that I've been involved with, it's, it's happened. Um, you know, from Walshy to Pikey to Sando to. Craigie, um, and then up with Fags. There's an element of going, right, um, no, I'm just using names. Danny, you go and have a look at the top four and how their ball movements um, have been activated off half back. Is there something we can lose? Hutto, you go and look at the top four in regards, and Brisbane were in the top four, I guess, but what would, what happened from stoppages at a certain point? Mm. So the answer is yes. You, you pull it apart and come back. And what can we use specifically? What's yeah, not all of it, but can, what can yeah, we, yeah. What little bit can yeah, we just tweak a little bit, yeah. to make ourselves better? Yeah. yeah. yeah spot on. Yep, uh, great chat as always, guys. Uh, that was the uh, Nobles Nows for this particular day on the Collingwood Footy Club. And this is the late trade for MEGT. Build your best workforce with MEGT.com.au and Chemist Warehouse, INC Sports Nutrition, powering tomorrow, today, available from Chemist Warehouse. Dave, we'll stay with you after the break. We um, have been trying to get to this now for nearly two hours, but today's been jammed with so much stuff going on. I need to speak to you about the review of the St Kilda Footy Club, which you officially um, were part of and, and a heavy part of. And 
as we said before, we know you won't be able to say uh, a lot um, f- from an, a confidentiality perspective, but there are a lot of listeners out there who, who do want to just get your take on it. So we will get that on the other side of this for Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Real Aussies are winning big with a Monopoly game at Macca's. Like previous Monopoly game winner... Oh, available after 10.30am for a limited time only. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Stephen Silvani, David Noble, Damien Barrett with you on The Late Trade for MEGT. As always, on this uh, 2022 AFL Trade Radio for Continental Tyres, David Noble will be departing The Late Trade in a few moments' time at 5 o'clock Melbourne time. And big Matty Rendell, who I saw, he's rolled up early today, Sauce. He's, um, he often just leaves it a little bit later than it is now, but he's out there stalking, trying to get in. He, he, he likes getting into Dave's chair quickly, doesn't he, when, he uh, when his time comes at 5 o'clock? He must have a big story, I reckon. That's what it could be. Yeah, he's he's always worked up. I know that. Hey, uh, be a big one if it was. <laughs> Dave, we uh, we've been trying to get to this for the best part of two hours, and for obvious reasons uh, relating to Alistair Clarkson and Brad Scott and Joel Selwood and so many other matters. We, we haven't been able to, but we need to now before you uh, depart for the day. You were officially asked by the St Kilda Footy Club to to be part of a review of football department. Um, it was a it was a role that uh, you obviously were asked to do, accepted. I'm aware, everyone's aware. You won't be able to tell us exactly what went down, but but what is it you're able to tell us and St Kilda supporters by way of the approach to you, what you're asked to do, and what it is that again you're comfortable telling our listeners you're able to to find in in, in the hope of making St Kilda better in 2023. Yeah, so when Leathers rang, oh, it would be a good six weeks ago, I reckon now, Damo, and said we they were looking for, a, uh, I guess, an independent person to sit on their normal review that they were partaking in um, with the, himself, Matty Finnis, and a couple of board members, and then intermittently with a few of the footy staff that sort of rolled through, um, just to hear their perspective on where they thought things were at things that I'd, I guess I'd seen or maybe implemented myself at a couple of other clubs um, around a broad discussion around their, their football area in, in totality. And so um, I didn't get into the minutiae of their list management structure, what they're doing and picks and, you know, is a Dagoe coming in? So there was... So just observationally as a starting yeah, point? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Can, can, you, um, can you shed a little bit of light on, on that or is that getting too close to the official part of what you, you submitted? No, I, I think that they wanted to challenge themselves where they were at. That, that was the pleasing thing that I felt the, the, the club was at, that they were brave enough to, to have that internal discussion and invite someone like myself as a, an independent to come and have a listen. Um, I was afforded some great opportunity to look at a bit of their strategy going forward, what they're sort of planning to do. And um, I guess, you know, did it make sense? Were there things that they were missing? Were there things that needed to put in place from all sorts of things from, you know, overall staff improvement, leadership, you know, some broader pieces that um, they'll then now go away and, and pull those further apart and then look at the, the areas that they need to now move forward in order to, bring the club forward. They they want to move the club up mm. 
the ladder, not just as in the footy side of things, but they feel like they've been in a really good position financially with what they've done. Um, you know, back to Moorabbin, um, you know, the Danny Frawley Centre. Like, so the club's in a good spot through there. Well, it's got a lot of debt, though. I know that's got nothing to do with what you would have been asked yeah. to do, but there's a lot of debt at that footy club But still. I think the focus has moved away from that in regards to now, okay, how can we now elevate ourselves moving forward and give our fans more? They want more success. Um, where's the next piece coming for our next finals campaign? What, mm. What's that going to look like? So that, that was the broad essence, I think, of... Um, of what they were after. Obviously, they made finals in 2020. Yep. Um, haven't since. Do, do you see them far away from finals? I I personally didn't. And I, I had that feel when I went in there. I felt some of their best footy that I'd encountered in the last couple of years was pretty exciting. Like it was high speed. The offense was good. The ball movement was when they were on, they were they were hard to stop. I thought they had a couple of really good avenues to goal. Um through that, I mean, they certainly got one of the future stars down there with, with Max. So, um, you know, I, I think, and again, we didn't get in. That wasn't the reason that I came in. There wasn't detail review around, okay, go and talk to Rats and what's the game plan. There was none of that. That wasn't why I was in there. It was more that overarching strategic piece around how do we move it forward. So, yep. um, yeah, so it was, was, I really enjoyed it. And do you, do you think they'll benefit from from you and, and others input into the re- review? I mean, I know you'd probably want to say yes to that question, but did you feel you unearthed collectively something that they didn't have? Yeah, I, well, I think I think what ended up coming to hand was some good rigour in regards to conversations and questions and debate. Um, so I think that allows you to then go and do a bit more research. What is it that we actually need to move forward? Is there another sporting group that we need to... Um, get the coaches involved with. Is there something in leadership space that we can go and ascertain and what? how do we improve our staff going forward? So mm. they're those conversations that I think um, had more depth. I think that's what these um, committees or these you know um, groups tend to come to. And then I'd imagine that that'll be presented back to the board at a point in time. Yep. Um, and yeah, Andrew, and I think the other thing was, you shouldn't forget, so Matty Finnis had moved on and Lethers was moving out of footy and into the CEO. So there was a, you know, an overall, I guess, having sat in the chair as a GM and anything that, you know, I might be able to help with the you other guys. In with. that transition. Yeah, yeah. so that, that type of thing. And again, obviously you, you, you sign a, I'm effectively an NDA, a non-disclosure yeah. arrangement. I, I would, I would imagine. So again, these questions I'm asking, well aware you can't give the full detail. But, but Sos, what would you think that Dave may have unearthed? And, and, and if I could ask you what it was that you fell felt they fell short on um, I, in 2021 and two. Are pretty much, and they're done in, in good faith. And and often when someone goes in and reviews an organisation, I think often they'll find they're doing a lot right. Yeah. Like they're not doing, you know, um, things that shouldn't be done. Mm. A lot of it is done right. And then it's maybe, you know, some suggestions or IP that, you know, um, whoever's doing the review, he can make some recommendations to say, well, listen, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? So whether they go ahead and do that is another is another uh, story. But what, what would you suggest in Kilda needs to fix most? Um Without looking at their team, if we're talking from a team situation, I think their midfield is probably one they need to... bit one-dimensional. Which I can understand why they they sort of targeted Dugowie in a sense, that, that real burst out of the middle, some class, some... Because some, they've, they've got um, you know, Jack Steele in there who's got that grunt and 
Um, you know, they've got Crouch that goes through yeah, there Jones. And, and Jones and so forth. But I think they'd lack one or two really good quality midfielders that, mm. you know, are special players. Um, so that that's certainly an area. And my my other one is probably a tall forward to actually help, help. Max King yeah. Max King out. So that that's from a football build perspective. Um, and, and all teams have have those. You know, you, you'd have you, you can see that in most teams, and, and maybe even Geelong going forward. Look, we're going to have to replace Dangerfield and mm. Selwood and these yeah. type players. Smith, you yeah. know, they they could all be gone in. 12 yeah. months' time. Yep. Mm. So they'd, they'd be looking at that. But from a football operations point of view, Dave, which you would have been obviously involved in, well, Dave's had that experience in, in, in running that, an organisation. So, you know, they're, they're sure that they'd be doing a lot right, but there might be, there might be you know, two or three suggestions where they could could improve and, and have they thought about doing this? Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, that's uh, it for your time today, Dave. Uh, and Sorry, we'll see. Just, just on that, there's, yeah. a, there's a thirst there. The, the, for the Saints fans, there's a thirst to improve. There's a really good thirst to improve. That's what I came away going. That's great. Andrew's keen. Um, you know, Lethers has got great football knowledge. So I think they've got good people in place that they're thirsty to, to improve. Yep. That was for plantation homes. Save up to 75% on energy bills with a solar-powered all-electric plantation home. The brutal truth for plantation homes. Uh, Dave, thank you. thanks for that uh, intel there. Thanks for your input today for the past two hours. Um, tomorrow you've got uh, reasons to not be here, but we'll see you again on – what will that make it? Friday. Friday. Yep, yeah. I'll be here. Back here for uh, the late trade on Friday. And I think we're then going to be subjected to the big man, aren't we, for the, the whole three hours tomorrow. So, uh, oh, yeah, get, look look out. Yeah, actually, yeah, you should apologise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll go and, uh, we'll go and uh, get Matty Rendell to come in because he does live in this studio up uh, in all manners of ways when he jumps in. So that he's still with us to come for the next hour. So uh, that is the late trade for MEGT. Matty Rendell to uh, join myself and Sauce for the next hour soon. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. And 18th of October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Five o'clock Melbourne time sub has been made. Matty Randell in for David Noble on the late trade for MEGT. Build your best workforce with MEGT.com.au and Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Now, we just walked in, sauce, Matty Randell, and just said, uh, just throw it to me. I've got something for you. So, so what do you but, got, Matty? Well, I didn't think everyone knew this, and I can't remember it being reported anywhere, and I'm sure Sam Edmund only <laughs> said 850 because I just said I said eight fifty to use my eight fifty. It's actually eight fifty for two years. Oh, he could, is owed, it couldn't be. He is owed one point oh, seven million. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm not having that. Uh, I'm not having that. That is a fact. So they are trying to get him out for one point seven and pick I'm, seven. So. We've now, you know, we said the value was eight hundred and fifty for pick seven. The value is now one point seven million for a pick seven. I, I didn't believe it when you said eight fifty. How did this happen? I, that's what I want to get to. How can a club? So, Shimmy signed five years. I, I, I assume he signed a five-year contract. It wouldn't be longer. Um, I, I'm, I haven't heard how long it was. So, in his first three years, he must have got like paid two hundred thousand each year or something like that, and they've tacked on. 
virtually 900,000 into well, the say, last two years. Let's look at it this way, Matty. Say, say well, it was, not quite that. Say it, was a four, say it was a four-year deal, right? He was mm. on 600 grand for four years. They paid him 150. Right. They may have deferred the 200 in his first two years, yeah. tacked it on the end. Yeah. There's 800. So that's dumb. Well, okay, that's, there's 800. What about the other 800? Well, the other 900 then to, to marry it up to the 1.7 that he's owed now. Where does that come that's, from? That's 1.6. Importantly, so but who can years. take it? He's had two years at 400, right, which should have been 600. Well, should it have been? Should, should it have been? Well, he was a... They didn't well, want to play him this year, Sauce. I, I, the, I, know, well, I understand what, what, the retention element to this. Form, like, what was his form two years ago like? I thought really well, good. It was okay, but again, it was so for a team that won seven or eight games. 30 possessions at 100% kicks. Yeah. So look kicker. at his form when he signed that contract to think, well, this is where we think he can get to, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Marry that yeah. thought up with the fact that they refused to play him this year in the seniors. Well, marry that up and, and marry that. up the 1.7 that's owed to him, Sauce. I, I get that. I, I, I don't. And, and, and they, marry, and, and marry up, up. Hang on. Who's going to take it? Who's going to take it? Marry it up. Even with, for pick seven. Even bet, for pick seven, bet, who's going to... I bet you and, someone picks him up. And, for 1.7, okay, it changes things. Sosh, you were really good at all this stuff. Yeah. You would smooth it out. Of course Can you, you explain that? Of course you'll explain, explain, make it worse explain again. It to the of course punters. you'll smooth it out. Yeah, explain so make it, it to a, the punters. Make it a five-year deal. And, and there may be something left on the table that Gold Coast have to yes. put in their own Yes, so account. explain what smoothing means, just in case. I think we went through it last well, year. Well, let's but, look at it at 800,000. Yeah. You know, so he's got two years at 800. So yeah. a, a club will come in and say, we'll give you four or five years yeah. to play at our football club. Yeah. Right? For what so, total? And, go, well, go. and, like, and given he's and, owed 1. 1.6, 1. 1.7. Well, look, the first couple of years. So he gets be, that if he plays or doesn't play. Well, exactly right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he wants to play. Yes. Yeah. So, one, it actually helps him because if he stays at, at Gold Coast right now, it looks like he's not going to get a game. Yep. Right? But you can be happy. He might just want to live on the river up exactly. there and, uh, <laughs> and take 1.6 to not play. Like he's to got play his football. house on, what's that main street there in uh, Gold Coast with yeah, all the, the big houses? Yeah. the um, um, oh, Not main boots. That. Yeah, it'll come to me. But no, yeah, the other one, yeah. Yeah. But so, so another a team will come along and say, listen, we're happy to give you a four-year deal, right? Mm-hmm. But we're going to smooth your contract out over that four years. Yeah, what's it mean? So what do you mean? What, what are you going to do? Well, He's got 1.6 already. So what are you going to pay? So the 400 out of the 1.6, you're going to get 400 each year. Yep. Plus you're probably going to get maybe another 150 to 100 to 150 on top of that. So over the four years. So you're going to pay years, him 500 over. Over the four years, he's actually getting paid an extra 600. So. So you, 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 so you're up to play... 2.4 now, are you? So you're, you're up might... to 2.4. No, no, no. I'm just saying that it all yeah. depends. He no, he's up to, a... he's up to, you're up to 2 million. Two million R- roughly. It just over, depends on So it's on 500 how over four years. So yeah. I'm going to ask a question. So yeah. he plays the two years at 1.7 and he kicks ginger all over the park. And now his next two years, he only gets two hundred each year, where he could actually command five hundred. Yeah, but that's that, where you'd have clauses in the contract. That smart so, manager would say, "Well, listen, if he gets in the top five, or he yeah. becomes top three in the best and fairest, whatever." I bet he finishes a, fourth and sixth. No. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, but, but yeah. Hey, that's how it doesn't happen. That. But it might be a game sing as well. In terms yeah, I know. Of how many yeah, I know what you're saying. Play. So, I mean. There are things that you go, well, the player would like to But either way, Sos, you're talking the, about a $2 million deal. At, at, at the very least, given he's already owed 1.6, 1.7, yeah. you're talking 2 point, and probably 2.3 or 4 when it's all said and done. So, but there is a I'm class for, for a guy who, who's playing VFL this year. I'm asking you, but I, 
if you've got a player there at pick seven that could potentially be a star, what would you pay for pick seven? Well, <laughs> no, I'm just. What would you not pay? Not one point seven. If you could be guaranteed it works out, you'd 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 contemplate it. But, okay. but there's no. And, and what about I mean, Joel Selwood worked what, at pick seven. What about seven. if you actually rate so, Jack Bowes? Yeah, actually, think you know we we think we could use a Jack Bowes. What what do you what do you rate what mm. do you rate that as? Not two point two or two point three. No, no. But, but you combine the two and say, listen, yeah. we think Bose could be a really good yeah. player for us. But then you got to add well, the yeah, wage but, but of the then, of the pick seven. So the, so yeah, the club. You know, that, the pack, you know the wage of the pick seven is eighty grand, ninety grand for the first year. Yes, or but no, which, which pick plus, seven has never so, been? Which pick, pick on, seven has on. never gone into a third and fourth and fifth year? Yeah, which is the Jack Bose problem. No, but you've got him cheap for the first two years. No, but there's a club seven. interested. There is. Oh, is this your other bit of news? Apparently, there's more. Brisbane. There's more than one. Brisbane's going again. So no, but this makes a this makes a bit of sense. So, so Gunston, Dunkley, and well, Bose. According they, they to you, they might need the seven for Dunkley, right? Okay. To get that in, Great Gunston's free, free agent, but they might need the seven to get Dunkley in and uh, get their um, Ashcroft and Fletcher in. Yep. Okay. So so when so that makes a lot of sense. Have they got the space though? In in their cap, yeah. Or maybe they can smooth it out. <laughs> but, but it makes a lot of sense. Well, someone might have to go. So yeah. Um, well, McStay's and, and last Wednesday on SEN South Australia, when I, they asked me how the, they're going to get the deal done with all their stuff, and I went through and I said, "Well, look, they haven't got many players with currency. Devon Robinson, obviously WA kid, but they're only going to get a second round of him." I said, "They've got one player with currency, and that's Rayner." Which he's not, he's not going love. anywhere. He's no, not going anywhere. I know that. No. So I brought that up, and lo and behold, on trade radio yesterday morning, Sanderson <laughs> brings it up. Raider. I'm going, oh, gee, I've got the SEN blokes in the gun. They're just, if they want some information, they can ring me and I can help them out. What about um, Manny? <laughs> Manny, sounds good in theory. Yeah. Right. What about if Bose doesn't want to go to Brisbane? I reckon he'd go wherever he thought. There's a spot for him there. But, but as they, he's, he, that, that street name they, is... They, they so would, there you go. So sorry, they would see him so as a, a good replacement for so, Rich. So there's a spot for him there. Yes. So there's value in him. Yeah, that's right. So, so there's so, value in him plus the pick. But, yes. Yeah. Because it helps get... I'm still not they, doing it. Hang on. But there's, I can see what you're saying. No. Well, you know what? If they can get Gold Coast to take some of the money... I don't know how much, but a little bit of the money mm. as well. It makes a lot of sense because it allows you to get Dunkley, Ashcroft, Fletcher, and Gunston all in, and Bose all in for, for that uh, transaction. You, for that you, transaction. you reckon getting pick seven allows but them? It, they they got to manage that money, and look, they might have some blokes who are on pretty good dough that are that are coming out of their contract too, which we don't know about. So they might actually, you know, if they can back into it a little bit, hmm. they might be able to, in the third and fourth year, as Sosa saying, they might be able to get away with this do, do if you, it's him. Do you, think, do you think Brisbane could get Gold Coast to pay a little bit of his money and still do the deal? Well, maybe a hundred tops. Uh, you know. A hundred uh, a year? hundred a year, yeah. hundred a year. Well, it doesn't but change I, much. I, well, That's still 1.45 million out of their cap over two years. Yeah. They'd be ecstatic. 
I, Brisbane, uh, Gold Coast, they're static. I, I'm sorry, for, for a club that in its history has, has at best won 10 matches a year to for Ooh. a second consecutive year, Will Brody last year, Jack Bowes this year, to find themselves in this situation where those guys cannot get games in teams that underperform on a win-loss perspective mm. and to then tell me that he's worth on contract that much money mm. and you're going to lose pick seven back just ended. simply to get him off but, your books. But back end. The back end doesn't make any yeah, sense to me right now, Sauce. So well, it, it's still money that he, by way of that club's dealings, is owed. Even if he was on 500, Sauce, I'm going, what's way well, overs for Bose? Well, yeah. They don't want to play him. Way overs. No, it may be way overs, but my point is you can't just look at the player and think, you know what, he's on 850. You can't justify well, no, the Sauce. No, 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 at that. no. I'm saying for the last two years, when his wage in his first two years might have been at 350. Well, well how, how do they have that situation unfold at that time? Because, because they may have gone to the player and say, listen, we've got to get this player through and we're, we're may, struck here. Can we back in some it, of your money may, so, under the cap? They've twice won 10 matches yeah. in their time in the AFL. And, may, and one of those year, seasons was this year. That gets you nowhere near the finals. You know what makes so sense to that, me? But guess what? Clubs have to pay 95% of their cap each yeah. year. You know that? Mm. You know what makes sense Just to me? Just imagine if you didn't have to pay 95% of your cap. Oh. Well, that, that, that he was on a four-year deal worth five hundred. He was on a four-year deal worth five hundred. In his first two years, they paid him one hundred and fifty. Is that what they did? No, um, that makes sense to me. So that yeah. three fifty hmm. went onto the five hundred in the last two years. That, yeah. that I'm not having a go that's at him. That's a captain right? obvious that that uh, I sort of worked out. But no, no, but yeah. him being on five hundred is annoying to start with. He's not a five hundred grand player. No, he probably isn't at the moment. But where was he four years ago? Four years ago, he well, was. Can, can we get his how stats old was he? Four years ago. Oh, I actually want to know. Uh, where, hang on. Uh, to, how do we end up talking so much about someone who played VFL this year? And and, and someone anyway, who's now owed one point seven million dollars. No, well, top ten pick. I just thought you. Not that yeah. that makes makes any difference. On no, what you it doesn't. Earn, but it doesn't. So we need to take a break. It was Hedges Avenue you were trying to find Hedges, before yes. in Mermaid Beach. That that's where everyone yes. seems to want to live, and no one can get near it now, given the Jack cost Bose of the property. Yeah, well, you know, well, well, actually, one point seven <laughs> wouldn't get you near there right now. I don't no. think even even a little room out the back of one of those little apartments. But um. Let's take a break. He was picked 10 in the 2016 draft. Um, my comments on Jack Bowes do not relate to him as a player. It's the club's management of his salary. And I know you were trying to justify or at least at least give it a plausible explanation size as opposed to justifying it. But I don't get it. Uh, we might take a look at his stats in the uh, in the ad break, come back and talk about that. And also uh, a bit more on Joel Selwood, get Maddie's take on that. And we still keep flagging this conversation sauce about Jack Graham. Maddie wants to talk about that as well. All that to come on... The Trade Radio, the late trade for MEGT. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Load the MyMacker's app and play today. And 18th of October for full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, Tylers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. Welcome back to the Late Trade, the uh, Beaumont's news update for the hour. Um, we're going to make it the, the Jack Graham situation, guys. We, um, we've 
threatened to talk about this all day. Uh, we've mm. got the day's got away from us for a number of reasons. But Sosia, you mentioned him amongst other Richmond midfielders who were going to be affected by the incoming of Tim Taranto and Jacob Hopper. Uh, it's been revealed now, and and, and you pretty much you were across this, that he could be one of the players that, that may look elsewhere as a result of this, a lack of opportunity, lack of uh, um, chance. He has two years of a contract to run. He has got some serious interest now from Port Adelaide, of the two Adelaide clubs. Port Adelaide's the one, um, even to the point where there was a, a meeting of, of sorts today. So do you, if you are Jack Graham, feel that's the right thing to do at this point of his career? Look, I think I think it's obviously it's a good idea to look at it. Um Certainly, for Richmond to bring in Hopper and Taranto on long-term contracts, I think they'd be you know earning some reasonable money. So it almost may get to a point where you know Richmond may need to get something out to get those two players uh, through the door as well. And um, for for Jack to get back to South Australia, mm. you know sometimes it's about timing and 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 the right club being there. So. I can understand why he would be looking. I could understand why either Port Adelaide or Adelaide would be looking at him because he's a very good player and he's he's a quality person, a good leader. So um, I can understand why this may occur. What's your take on all of this, yeah, Matty? I mean, okay. I, we have touched on it, but mm. let, let's let's delve into it now. They, We've been... They've got some good young midfielders as well. So, you know, they re-signed Cochin for a year. you got Dusty, you got Shea Bolton, uh, Taranto, uh, Hopper, and um, they've got some. They've got some young ones. Um, I'm just looking at them now. Sorry, uh, Hugo Ralph Smith uh, came in and played quite well. Tyler Sonsi is an absolute beauty. Um, he, he showed enough, didn't he? Like oh the, yeah. yeah. So anyway, he would be playing in their best team every week, but he's got a year to go on his contract. Okay, so say he's in and out next is this year, Graham. Graham. I think he's got two. Has he got I think two? He's got years. two, yeah. And and Richmond Richmond don't want to lose him, but they also know the, the well so, I've been told they know the predicament that they've yes. put him in. Yep. So the dilemma for him would be, okay, I've got two years left of whatever it is. Um I've got an offer on the table for Port Adelaide for five years on more money. Mm. At twenty five years of age. Takes him to thirty. It's hard to knock back. He's had the success series. Do, do you know the, the five years or are you just speculating? No, no. Yeah, yeah, well, we, yeah. They, they but if you've got to try and get him. They won't get him unless it's five. Okay. And it'll have yeah. to be more money than what he's on the next two. But so, not as much as what Jake but, Bowes but is on. He would get, he would, in two years' time, yeah, in two years' time, he, he might he might not command that at Richmond. Mm. He might not even be in their best team in two years' time, you know, with Sonsi and Ralph Smith and a few of the other mids coming through. So – I think it's a really smart move if he can get out, take the five years. He's won his flags. He's had his success. He could still win one with Port because Port are right in the wheelhouse there. And the other factor is he brings to Port what Port desperately need. They got flogged in contested ball this year that many times. It wasn't funny. And it was their strength. And he's going to help strengthen that area. And that's why Port are chasing him. Mm. It makes sense, doesn't it, to at least yep. explore it. He's got he's got two weeks to, to work it out. Um, and and a deal they could do is Port's got pick eight. Uh, they could give over the pick eight. It's too much for Jack Graham. Yeah. Uh, get 19 back off Richmond. Okay. That makes a lot of sense to me. And then they've got pick eight to do the deals with Taranto and Hopper. Makes it really easy. Um, Port Adelaide be ecstatic. They've lost their pick eight, but they get nineteen back. Still a good pick. Might be it. Might be a pick you don't want to use on 
with due respect to Jack Graham, but might be just a little bit too high. The, the what? Pick eight. Okay. And I know, yeah, I know but, what you're saying about getting 19 back, but to yeah. me, I'm not in the space like you guys yeah. are. To me, that still seems well, a little bit lopsided. Well, you know what? When you're chasing someone from another club who's got two years on their contract, you've got to pay over. And you're in the window yourself. You, I mean, you've, got, you've got no bargaining power. Yeah, but it could be the other way too. Maybe, maybe the Tigers have suggested it to him to actually maybe this is an opportunity to get back home if you want to get home. Yeah, they might have too, yeah. So it could be that as well. Yeah. Mm. I'm t- well, all the talk we heard was they didn't want to lose him and, and it sort of defeats the purpose of getting these two blokes in because you're bolstering that area around the contest where they were really poor as well, clearances and contested balls. So where do you so, rate him out of Hopper, Taranto and Graham? How, how do you rate the three of them? Uh, at, at all at their best, Taranto, Hopper, Graham. And but you, I'd have Graham in front of Cotchett. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But you, you'd probably go Hopper the way you were talking about Hopper yesterday over Taranto. Sorry, I had Bolton above all of them oh, and yeah. Dusty above no, all yeah, of just, them at his best. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, yeah, no, I reckon a fit Hopper, I'd have over the three of them. Over the three of them, yeah. Mm. Okay. Look, and then every club needs depth. I mean, the Geelong Footy Club yet again proves you're not going to win a premiership without good and solid midfield depth. I mean, he certainly would be that. But you're right. I mean, he goes down the pecking um, order uh, as a result of these uh, these two guys coming in. So we finally got round to having the the, uh, the Jack Graham chat we promised uh, for for some hours, and even uh, even yesterday we didn't get round to it. Um, also, too, part of this uh, segment today, Mick Gleeson on The Age reporting that Jack Gunston has told Hawthorne he wants to go to Brisbane. He basically said that himself yesterday at a, at a launch of the Spring Carnival at, at the TAB and, and was quite open about his desire to get there um, without locking into that being the case. But yeah, when you see Mick Gleeson's name on a uh, on a story, you know it's uh, it's on. So that is the the reporting of Mick Gleeson today and, that, and that has been told by Jack Gunston to Hawthorne that he wants to to go to Brisbane as a free agent. And how do we forget Prestier and Baker in Richmond's midfield? The Graham's mm. looking at him going, "Where am I going to get in here? Yeah. I know I'm a good player, but yeah, yeah well, they got some serious depth there." Because Baker started Richmond. in the last what yeah. six, eight, ten games in, yes, in the midfield, did, didn't and he? Was and, and was really good, yeah, and, and polled solidly without being in the top mm. three in the best and fairest. And there were some people who thought he might have been and winning the best and fairest. Well, and it, Graham's not a player; he, he's a, he's an inside mid. He's not going to play in your back line, run out of there. He doesn't kick it that well to play that role. And they got short and other players to do that. He's not really. He could be a forward pressure player, but they got heaps of those as well. So, so it makes sense. It to you. makes a lot of sense to go to Port. Yeah. Okay. Yep, and I think you think that too, don't yep. you, Sauce, on, on what you're saying? Gunston's a good pick-up for Brisbane, surely. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Oh. So, so Dunkley is to come in. They've got to transact that one. Yep. Um, Gunston for, for a free agent. And, and obviously, as we've been saying, Will Ashcroft, who is by all reports going to be the uh, the impact player that Nick Dacos was in his first year yeah. for Collingwood next year. And, and you, you like uh, Jasper Fletcher too, don't you? Oh, no, I haven't seen... Jasper play, but uh, the raps are, are good. pretty big. Yeah, so, so top twenty still. Yes, top, I yeah. think so. Yeah, round twenty. Yeah. Um. So that's a, that's a good. Jack's such a smart player, and I and had a I, good year, didn't he? Reckon, coming off the back yeah, injury of last year, he will give Danaher and Hipwood an education, and those other blokes in there that they've never had before. I reckon around the craft and the forward line, Rayner as well. Yep. Um. Uh, Charlie Cameron's got pretty good craft up there, and and so is McCart- McCarthy, but um, especially Gunston around Hipwood, and that's a dangerous forward line. That is mm. way better than McStay, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, different player, but but yes. yeah, yeah. 
the context of Brisbane, a good one. Uh, okay, Maddie. Now you are doing your list analysis uh, throughout the course of the the late trade each and every year on Trade Radio. Um, bombers are up next, yeah. Yeah, this isn't going to be good. I don't think from what I said last year. No, well, <laughs> well you want to be another push oh, it's up. Okay, job. Maddie. It's okay, mate. <laughs> Just, just as we tease to the break, uh, you, you asked to be held accountable. So we're not, we're not forcing this upon you because you want to, you want us to get to Collingwood so you can remind us all. Yes, I said Collingwood was going to have a good twenty twenty two. The problem with that is you've made some other statements about other clubs, and as we get toward Collingwood, they're not looking too good for you, Matty. We'll get to that in a moment. The Dons after the break. You're listening to Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. 18th of October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. The Late Trade for MEGT. Build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Matt Rendell's List Analysis for Continental Tyres. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Matty Rendell continuing his list analysis of each and every footy club, working his way up the ladder from the Wooden Spooner three days ago, being North Melbourne through to Essendon now. And now, Matty, just to Ooh. let me reset this, you, you have asked for this. We, we, we're not subjecting no, no, you to this. Okay. You, 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 want, you want to be held accountable. And, and, and as such, before you do the 2022 review and the, and the 2023 forecast, you want us to just reflect on what you said about mm. the very same team this time last year. So this is you mm. on the Bombers coming out of 2021, going into 2022. I've written here, baby Bombers, circa two. Oh, there's a lot to like about what they've done here. Uh, Rutten and Carousella obviously got the culture right in no time. They've got the spirit morale way up and you can only expect this team to get better and better, especially, you know, if Stringer plays like he did in the second half of that year, he was dynamic. Uh, old Teflon Dodoro, he's done it again. <laughs> <laughs> that was a magnificent effort, what they did this year and stormed into the finals. And, and that tells you that they're only going to get better. Another team I've got in the eight for next year. Hmm. <laughs> Coach mm. sacked, CEO sacked, mm. all sorts of turmoil everywhere. Chairman gone, well, coach um, review. <laughs> so I spoke yesterday about uh, West Coast, GWS, how poor they were physically um, turned up. And Essendon was the same. Mm. So the bottom four teams, they were really bad. There was there was a game, I remember watching um, uh, on the couch and they were showing how they went forward, the midfield went forward. And then the ball got turned over and they went back and there was nine opposition players before they got to one Essendon really? player. Their midfield, they had Shield standing at the wing, hardly moved 10 metres. They messed up their pre-season big time. I, uh, I don't know how it happens, but I've got three players who improved on the year. Redman had a really good year. Had a good year. Draper. Yeah. Yep. And I'm giving you a big tick to right because it didn't go in that well and that, uh, didn't go in that often and that well. And you're not, and you're not including, could, I mean, you improvement, you said, you know, you're putting merit in a positive sense at least. Uh, or? No, they all, uh, no, I reckon they all went backwards. So okay. Cox didn't play, had a really good first year yep. through injury. McGrath went backwards. He's a better player than that. He he did nothing. Well, is, is he though? Is he? Well, he, he's been way better than that. Um, uh, Langford was injured for most of the, Two-thirds of the year. He's an important player. Grant there. Jones 
missed a lot of games with injuries. Had, had a setback early and yeah. never got rolling. Judge, yeah, never I think he's got, got ability though. Yeah, he's yeah. a good player. Tip, they missed Tipper badly and, and couldn't replace him. Perkins went backwards in his second year. Stringer had an average year, very average year. Uh, Parrish wasn't his usual self. Um, and Stewart, who held up in defence when they went really well, he didn't play at all either. So some injuries crawled them. But I thought Ridley, Hind, uh, Laverde, just okay in defence. But they were, they've, been, they've played way better than that. Um, so they've got some issues. Caldwell, I thought he would have been better too. Sox, he's a good oh. player, Caldwell. Um, so, okay, we don't even know who's going to coach him. But their midfield of Paris, Shield, Merritt, Langford, Stringer, Perkins, Hobbs, that was another one. That was a big plus, Hobbs. Don't know why he didn't play more. Caldwell McGrath, that's a pretty good midfield. Mm. If they're all fitting up and running, as we saw with. the previous year, you've got a bit to work with, and they can kick goals. So the, what they really lack is this key backs. I mean, Laverde's playing on 200-centimetre players. He's, he's 190 because um, Stewart was missing. Ridley's trying to do the same. They need two good key backs. They've got Zerk Thatcher, but he hasn't quite got to the level I thought he would. Um they, they haven't got really anyone. They've got some young kids. So um, Zach Reed will be a player. He'll be a real player, but he's a skinny 200 centimetre. So even next year, he'll he'll be there and he'll play probably most of the year. But he's very much like um, Harris Andrews in the way he goes about his business. Very lopy and that beautiful kick. They've got some young kids, but they're all in their second year. Uh, Ayers and Brand. Cody Brown liked him in the draft. Cox can probably play anywhere, but... Would you want to play him as a key bee? Might be a good third tool back mm-hmm. if they can find another winger. But uh, they've got a lot of work to do, particularly let's start with their fitness and they just desperately need to find another key forward to help right mm. um, in that area. And I mean, Jones, J- J- that's J- a good Jones call. is meant to be that person. I know well, he's still yeah, young. But, yeah, but Jones is better getting the third right. best defender. Okay. He's going to be a really good player if he gets the third best defender, not the second and they're desperate for two key backs, not one, two gun key backs. And Hurley was the one that heard him this year too. We sort of knew he wasn't going to play mm. much anyway. We were hoping, and they've missed him badly too. So they've got some work to do around trading. Um, they've got pick four, 22 and 40. They are the 12th, 12th in age and 12th in experience. So they're not, you know, we're not expecting them to be great yet. So... Interesting to see one who coaches them, and two. What are they doing around? Normally, Dodoro is doing something, but it's very quiet this year for perhaps they kept an obvious reason. They just haven't got a coach, and mm. maybe they're just going to sit on their picks four, twenty-two, and forty, and take go to the draft. And on the coach um, front, it, it is moving towards Brad Scott officially. Will uh, really? be interviewed tomorrow, Ooh. and and. Yeah, given he's now committed to that review and, and being part of it, um, it's as we've been saying for some time, it, it's going to be his to lose. I mean, it might, he may fail the, the process and he also may get to a point where he doesn't want to do it, but I can't see how he's not in the front running for it. But this is your review. I just thought I'd throw Ooh. that in. Sauce, what have you make of uh, Maddie's review there of the Bombers? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. <laughs> no, no, I, I think, I think you've... you've You've summed them up well. The, the, the couple of areas I see on their list that I think they may need, I think they need a taller midfielder. 
they're quite the one size for yeah. that midfield. They lack that tall midfielder. When Stringer's in there, he's... Yeah, but he's not. he doesn't yeah. play. He plays there in spurts. Yeah. If you look at their midfield, yeah. they're, they're yeah. not tall. Mm. They're, you know, they're, they're five, Except for Langford five, and nine, he didn't five, play yeah. much there that so way. So I, I, I would look at a taller taller type midfielder yeah. if they could find one. I still um, think um, Stringer's gettable for a club that may, even at this late stage, want to get him. Really? I know he's contracted, but, mm. but there was talk during the year that it was a potential you know, outcome of this trade period. Now, it's gone cold, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's reignited in the next two weeks. Okay. Um, I think they need a quick pressure forward. Um, they've missed Tipper. Since they lost Tipper, yep. yeah. You look okay. at their forward half, where's the leg speed up there? Yep. Um, so I think they, they've they got to find a quick forward, even with um, uh, the fellow who went to – Port Adelaide the year before. Still, uh, no, Fantasia. 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 Yeah. So they've lost a little leg speed up there. Yeah. And and then I, I agree with you. If they can find a key 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 back or a key forward. But the pressure to, to sauce your some point, young ones. the tipper mm. created was yeah. was not it was irreplaceable, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean I know, I know he yeah. um yeah only only played a, a portion of, of in fact did he play many games at all this year? But No, but, no, he retired at the uh, well, he didn't play and then retired yeah. after a few, but, but you can't. he had some amazing record. If he kicked a goal, uh, some extraordinary record of winning, they, they won their games. Mm. He only had to kick one goal. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they, they haven't got a replacement. Guelphie did a bit of that up in the forward line. Oh, but I he's he was really okay. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Uh, but they, they really, Snelling, well, Snelling's another one who missed a fair bit of the year as well. And he played, had a pretty good year the year the before. previous one. Playing yeah. as that small forward, pressure forward. So... Yeah, the injuries crawled them, but I, I still think their fitness was way out of whack okay. at the start of the year. Just got a call uh, from Daniel in Pasco Vale. It's about the Bombers, so we'll, we'll take it. Uh, yeah. Hey, Daniel. Hey, afternoon, boys. Um, love your work there, Matty. Uh, really good analysis. Um, I just wanted to add to that. Um, I was just t- uh, looking at, uh, I guess, a couple of Melbourne boys in Tomlinson and uh, mm. Wiedemann. Obviously, there's talk around them leaving, and then that, that would feel the post at both ends, give support at both ends. Um, I, I think that would be a good option, and hopefully, um, we can sort of sweeten the deal with, with Melbourne to try and try and get both of them. And um, in regards to the draft, we've got the Davy twins coming through as well, so it'd be handy to get them as small forwards coming in as well. Well, there's your pressure forward, one of the Davy boys. Um, we'll probably come in straight away. I can't remember which one it is. The one who played for Vic uh, Metro, he'll probably come in straight away, straight away and play. Uh, Tomlinson, he had a pretty good year. Couldn't get, can't get into that team. Uh, he played the odd game when uh, I think Petty might have been injured or may missed a couple, didn't he? So, um, but he's not your he's not your one ninety eight key defender is what they really need. He's more your second and third. Um, um, and uh, Wiedemann, they could certainly use him in the forward line, but he's contracted I think for another two years. I don't know where Tomlinson's out of contract, is he? I don't know. No, I think he's still in contract. Still, yeah, still, still in, contract. still in, still in. Yeah. yeah. But two blokes looking for opportunity from Melbourne. Uh, you couldn't blame them for doing that. Yep. Uh, just being told, it's Alwyn Davy. The more impressive of the Davy yep. twins yep. played at Vic uh, Metro. That's the one. Yep. You're referring to. Yep. yep. Uh, one more quick one on the Bombers. Uh, just a question here. Could, could Cordwell become a tagger? Had 26 in a goal. Kept Lockie Neal to just 21 disposals when they beat the Lions in round 17. Um. Look, I think he's better than that, but I'm, it's a really good thing that, that they put him on a, a gun player like and yep. learn his craft in there. They, those taggers start off like that. He, he could already find the ball, but they learn so much by playing on the guns. 
and he could be better for that experience. I don't know if he did it more than the once, but um, you, it wouldn't hurt to play another five or six games at the start of the year on the guns uh, because they've got a bit of depth there with Shield, Merritt, Parrish. Perkins has got to push his way in there in his third year too. Yep. Just also, too, before we sign off on your list analysis of the Bombers, uh, there's a lot coming through on Twitter that Durham was a big improver for the Bombers this yeah, year. Sir, sorry, I, yeah, I saw his name there before I was looking through. Yeah, he was pretty good as well. Yeah, so, showed enough. Um, but, you know, they need their blokes at the top of their game. Yep. All right, that was uh, Matty Rendell's list analysis of the Bombers for 2022 going into 2023. It's for Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Time for a break, and on the other side of it, we'll wrap up a uh, very, very busy and complicated and complex and very detailed late trade on Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. For MEGT, build your winning team with MEGT, Australia's apprenticeship and employment experts. Visit megt.com.au today. And Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day from Chemist Warehouse. Today's big moments for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Don't know where to choose uh, and which order to choose the big moments out of today. Uh, it probably was when it's all said and done, Alistair Clarkson's latest statement. We uh, read it out in full about two hours ago or thereabouts. Um, for those who, who missed it, you can catch up with it on all the social media, AFL Trade Radio platforms. It's covered in depth there. We've got opinions around... Um, the news around it. But, Maddie, I didn't get your take on yep. it. The, the paragraph that jumped off the page mm. to me, amongst the many strong statements he made, was this one. I will continue to cooperate with the AFL and I am trying to retain my trust that it will put, that it will put in place a fair, respectful and supportive process for all involved. However, I will not hesitate to take further steps to protect my position and reputation should that be necessary? That's the one that just bounced mm. off the page to me. Oh, that, no surprise there. Yeah. Absolutely no that, surprise. That's the legal threat line, and, and that is that if but you don't sort this out pretty quickly, and yes. at least in a way that I'm comfortable with, yeah. I'm taking this myself to the courts. Now, oh, that, that may be a stretch on what other people are reading into that, but that's what I read. No, no. I, I thought it's the first thing I said when it came out. I said this will end up in the courts. Yeah. Uh, either way. Either yeah. way. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yep. Um, because... Uh, of their reputations. Yep. And, um, and, and to this point, and, their but, inability to defend but, those reputations. Exactly. Uh, but they've got a good man, isn't he? Peter Gordon. Uh, I, don't, I don't know him, but well, that's he's the been AFL. Around. That's the, the AFL. AFL. Yes. Yeah. Investigation. But ultimately he's representing the AFL, not, not Alistair yeah. Clarkson. Is it, the PA are doing one as well, are they? Uh, well, there was well, talk they've about got, it. Yeah. No, but, but I mean the, the panel that's to be formed as the starting point for the yeah. AFL process isn't yet formed. And, and until it, it's formed and starts to work on what happened, mm. nothing's happening, which is to Alistair. And, and, the, and the other point, this is a big point. I, I said straight away, don't be surprised if the three players don't front up or yeah. don't want to front no, up. No, I think there's every poss- strong and possibility. what do you do the then? Case. I don't know what you do then. You're between a rock yeah. and a hard place. You, you need to listen to what they said. Mm. It needs to be factored in because mm. they're the claims they've made. But equally, mm. the, the due process around around the defence mechanisms um, you know, mm. ne- needs to be acknowledged as well. 
Uh, we also had um, reports uh, from Michael Gleeson confirming what Jack Gunston had said uh, speculatively yesterday that he wanted to join the Lions. Michael Gleeson reporting today's um, sauce and Matty that he has indeed told his uh, current club Hawthorne that that is what he wants to do mm. next year. And you you like that as a as yeah, a strong possibility? I, I, I don't like it if I'm a Hawthorne supporter because I'm doing their list tomorrow and I'm a bit worried about where they are. The, the Hawks they got a lot of good players. Uh, built from the back, really, but um, their forward line's looking a bit shaky, and but, but more so their midfield's looking very shaky, especially if Tom mm. Mitchell goes. Um, don't know where Warple is. Um, and, you've, and you've got one young gun coming through in Newcomb, but we'll talk about it more tomorrow, but they, they might just be holding ground next year, Hawthorne, yeah. where they are. Yep. Uh, and you will be reviewing Hawthorne tomorrow. You, yes. You're with us for the full... Uh, Adelaide and Hawthorne. Adelaide and Hawthorne, yeah. So tomorrow, just reminding people, um, David Noble not here between three and five. Matty Rendell here with us on the late trade between three and six. Also, too, uh, we will be talking about Brad Scott, who will tomorrow be interviewed uh, formally by the Bombers for their vacant coaching position. It, it does appear his job to lose. It has been that way for some time, provided he chose to take the call from the Bombers, which he now has done since he completed... His duties on the weekend as football operations boss of the AFL. Grand final uh, commitments now finished for the year for him. Sauce, thanks as always on the late trade thanks today. Thanks, See you tomorrow. Matty Rendell, see you thanks tomorrow. A couple Sos. of clubs tomorrow. So uh, yep. Hawthorne Footy Club to be reviewed as part of Matty's time tomorrow on Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.